It's six o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a British family killed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. Renewed calls to make a Luton Road safer and a man aged over 100 conned in Hertfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been confirmed that a family who died when their plane crashed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. Fiona Hewitt, her husband Richard and their two children were on a sightseeing tour in Quebec when their aircraft came down on a mountain. Catherine Boyle reports. Accident investigators are still trying to determine what caused the crash, killing 52-year-old Fiona, 50-year-old Richard and their children 14-year-old Harry and 17-year-old Felicity. Pilot Romain de Rosier and French passenger Emily de Latre also died in the impact, which was so severe nobody could have survived. A statement from the Hewitt family released yesterday evening says they're devastated by the news of this tragic incident and are struggling to come to terms with the loss. It's being claimed that a road in Luton where a three-year-old girl was killed needs improvements to make it safer. Maya Shahzad was shopping with her family last August when she was hit by a bus in Berry Park. Her family have asked a former policeman to look at the layout of Dunstable Road, even though the council insists it's safe. Her uncle, Zabir Imatias, says it's not the first time concerns have been raised. This has been going on for years now. People have been ranting about this situation, about the safety, about the obstructions, about the buses, but nothing's been done. And to be honest, I don't think nothing else will be done because it will be a cover-up. 103-year-old man from Hertfordshire with dementia has become Britain's oldest known scam victim after being bombarded with bogus catalogue offers. Leslie Jubb from Welling Garden City was conned out of £60,000 over 10 years after being placed on a so-called suckers mailing list. Tony Fisher reports. Leslie was promised large cash prizes in the mail shots as long as he spent the money on overpriced products. His home became full of things like tablets to help with arthritis, blood pressure and digestive system. The scale of the problem only came to light when he went into a care home last September while his family renovated his home. Fans of the Buckinghamshire author Sir Terry Pratchett have been queuing to buy his final novel in the Discworld series, which went on sale at midnight. The writer died in March at the age of 66, eight years after being diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. This man who was in the queue explained the appeal of Sir Terry's books. It's the, the depth of the characters. It's, it's more than a flat world on top of, a, on top of elephants, on top of the turtles. It's, it's a mirror of our own world. So Terry, where he's writing funny jokes, he's also writing about social things. He's writing about war. He's writing about equal uh, women's rights. In sport, Manchester United have returned to the Champions League group stages in style, beating Club Bruges 4-0. Captain Wayne Rooney scored a hat-trick to help complete a 7-1 aggregate victory. And the weather will be mainly dry and breezy today with the odd shower in places. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius, that's 68 degrees Fahrenheit. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Thank you, Lee. Morning, three minutes past six. It's Thursday, 27th of August, 2015, and you're listening to me, Ian Lee, on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll be keeping you company right through until nine. Well, what have we got between now and then? Well, I'm going to tell you now. We'll be reuniting two of the double-deckers. From double-deckers to curly whirlies. What sweets do you remember from the 70s? And I'll also be asking, if cannabis were legal, would you smoke a fat one? If you want to take part in the show, plenty of ways you can contact me. You can give me a call, 03459 555. You can send a text, 81333. Make sure you start those texts, 3CR. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR is our Facebook page. 
BBC3CR on Twitter, or you could send me a good old-fashioned email. ian.lee at bbc.co.uk Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's four minutes past six. Let's get a cooey from the girls. Whee! Entertainer Mr. Robbie Williams. He opens the fridge door and he does 10 minutes. Morning, it's Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. 3459 455 555 8133. Start your text 3CR at BBC3CR, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR or email ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. 
Now, last summer, a three-year-old girl was out shopping with her family when she was hit by a bus on Dunstable Road in Luton. The coroner concluded that Maya Shazad's death was a tragic accident and no-one was to blame, but her parents disagreed, which is why the uh, independent survey... why they want an independent survey into the safety of the road layout. Those uh, results of that survey are now in. Catherine's got the details. Just remind us what happened to Maya. Well, Maya was out walking with her family in Berry Park in Luton on the 8th of August last year. They'd been shopping for a wedding and they were about to get something to eat. Now, according to the family, they all crossed the road together, but what happened next is disputed. What we do know is that Maya was hit by a bus, she was killed, but the police and coroner concluded it was a tragic accident and neither the bus driver nor the road layout was to blame. But the family dispute that. Yeah, that's why they commissioned an independent survey of Dunstable Road. It cost them £3,000, money that the family raised themselves with the help of the community. It was carried out by a man called David Wynne-Stanley, who's an ex-police officer of 30 years, 10 years of which were served as a specialist forensic collision investigator. Now, he says the three humps on Dunstable Road in Berry Park, which act as traffic calming measures, confuse some pedestrians. David noticed people running across the road because they were unclear if they had the right of way. Now, he says the width of road is also an issue and leads to a situation where large vehicles, buses and lorries are forced towards the curb edge. Also, he says the bollards could mask small children who may be close to the road. So what improvements does this report (coughs) ask for? Well, David Winstanley says the three humps on Dunstable Road in Berry Park should be replaced by zebra crossings. Do you need need a little breather, Catherine? There's a little... uh... There's a little... uh, Well, I was going to say a frog in her throat, but it's, it's actually a cough in her throat. (laughs) <laughs> shall, shall I play? I've got Lion Eyes by the Eagles. Let me play that. You go, you go and uh, have a little cough outside. We'll listen to the soothing tones of the Eagles and Lion Eyes. Should be cough, coughing throat. I don't think they did a song called that.
herself a strong one and stares out at the stars up in the sky. Another night, it's gonna be a long one. She draws a shade and hangs her head to cry. Eagles Lion Eyes How are you this morning, Sleepy Eyes? Bet you're not as wet as you were at this time of the morning yesterday. Very wet morning yesterday for a lot of people. Catherine's voice is back. For now. For now. We were talking um, about the uh, the independent survey into Dunstable Road after the death of Maya Shazad. Mm. Uh, what improvements did the uh, report ask for? Well, David Winstanley, who's the ex-police officer who conducted this report, said that the three humps on Dunstable Road in Berry Park should be replaced by zebra crossings to reassure people and to make clear who has the right of way to both motorists and pedestrians. And because he was concerned about how close vehicles and pedestrians are currently, he suggests railings are used to keep a clear distinction between the two. Uh, the family, how have they reacted? Well, they feel vindicated by this report. They've insisted that Dunstable Road is dangerous and they've told the council about this for the last year, but they feel ignored. Maya's uncle, Zubair Imtiaz, is frustrated by their lack of action. It's got no railings, no nothing. It's got no zebra crossing. I mean, the only crossing that people intend to think is a crossing is a hump. This has been going on for years now. People have been ranting about this situation, about the safety, about the obstructions, about the buses, but nothing's been done. And to be honest, I don't think nothing else will be done because it will be a cover-up. And all they can say is, yes, give it to us, we'll take a look at it. In the meeting just now, one of the councillors are taking a look at it. So it's taken a whole year for you to take a look at a place in Burry Park where a little girl had her life taken away and yet still here we stand right now nothing's been done. What's the council saying? Well we did invite them onto the programme to speak for themselves but we were told that no one was available. We've got a statement. Um, they say we have not seen the survey. The accident was a terrible tragedy for the whole community and our thoughts remain firmly with the family and everyone affected by what happened. There has been a significant reduction in accidents on Dunstable Road since the current road layout was introduced in 2006. The police investigation found it was not a contributory factor in the incident and the coroner said it was a tragic death caused by a traffic collision with no contributory factors associated with the road environment. Here's the thing, I wasn't there, I don't know what happened, but when someone dies, for whatever reason, we want to blame someone, whether it's because uh, of a road accident or because of cancer or because of uh, whatever we want to blame somebody uh, when sometimes this is going to sound cold it's a tragic 
accident and um I, you know i wouldn't want to say anything that would put blame on on anybody but you know kids i i don't know what the situation was i don't know if hands were being held i don't know if the kid was maya was running it i don't know but sometimes Sad, horrible things happen. What I do know is driving through Berry Park, I'm not sure what those road humps are for and who has right of way there. But Thanks. I don't think that, that played a part in this particular thing as far as the coroner had to, to say about it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's still very quiet at the moment on the motorways on the M1 between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. In both directions there's roadworks going on so there's a lane closed each way and speed limits of 50 miles an hour that could cause queues later on. But it's looking fine at the moment. Also in Hitchin on the A505 it's closed between Bedford Road and Bitton Avenue in both directions while Watermeans works goes on. And expect queues in Hitchin at Stevenage this morning on Hitchin Road. There's a lane closed between Gunnelswood Road and Corey Mill Corey's Mill Lane because of the water mains work that's going on there. On the train departure boards, the 618 service from Bedford to Brighton has been cancelled. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, before you go, two quick fun questions. First one, what's your favourite okay. suite from the 70s? Uh, well, um, did they have the jelly snakes then? <laughs> Those jelly snakes. And if cannabis <laughs> were legal, would you try it again? Um, that's an interesting question for the radio. Six seventeen. It's Thursday, the twenty seventh of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been confirmed that a family who died when their plane crashed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. There are renewed calls to improve the layout of a road in Luton following the death of a three-year-old girl, and a man from Hertfordshire, aged one hundred and three, has been conned out of sixty thousand pounds. The weather today mainly dry and breezy, with the odd shower in places. Every Saturday morning from six. David Priva. Are you surprised to hear of people still leaving their dogs in cars in Hotwell? No, I'm not really. I think they're uneducated. What did you do? Broke the window at the back, the small, like a little quarter light window. And I thought, oh, I'll see it on the Sweeney. You know, you put your elbows through. That the Sweeney? Well, <laughs> David Priva. Hang on. Kristen, you've got to calm down. I'd have plenty of water with me and my sun hat on and everything. It's Prince Philip, who uh, was a little bit uh, agitated in the heat yesterday. He dropped the RAF word, I think, <laughs> is the phrase. <laughs> if uh, your weekend diary is looking empty and you're thinking, what shall I do? Let me fill it up for you. David Priva, every Saturday morning from six on BBC Three Counties Radio.
hear Carl Wilson's voice in the mix. There's a Beach Boy in there. There's Carl Wilson in there. Uh, it's like I was listening to... Um, we're going to play a song from the Bare Naked Ladies Kids album. Did you buy Snack Time yeah, in the I end? Did, yeah. The kids album. I, we, we're playing it to the kids. Why do I sound like I'm in space? I'm going to have to ride your gain because this new. I'm going to say it. This new studio is a load of old rubbish. I'm going to anyway, make my. Hang on, I just. That's it. Okay, it, it, it's rubbish. They spent a load of money on basically what's. Um, it, it's from Maplins. Anyway, um, so we, we put the Bare Naked Ladies Snack Time album. Uh, Bubbles is on one of the songs from um, um, Trailer Park Boys. Oh really? Yeah, they, Bubbles pops up. And I'm going, how have I never heard this before? Anyway, we're playing... I'm going to play this now. Forget this story. We'll play this. Um, I was playing this to the kids in the car. Yes, I picked them up from the airport. Um, and, and this whole album is a joy for children and I would say more for adults, Okay. I think you hear something different in it when you're an adult. Uh, but um, I had to, we spent 20 minutes explaining the song 789. Yeah. Oh, 20 didn't get that. minutes. They didn't, no, they're five and three. Did yeah, your well, kids get it straight away? Yeah, of course they did. I'll play, I'll play it and then we'll see, if, we'll see if Kelly gets it. Hang on, here we go. One, two, three, and four more make seven. Six is afraid of seven, because seven eight, nine. Nine was minding his business, talking to ten about Gordy House clothes. Why seven, eight, nine? Nobody knows. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. What about nine? Seven, eight, Oh, the cattle have to live with eight lives now. Ronaldo will have to make do. Ever since seven, eight, nine, seems I've got an extra finger and an extra toe, too. Seven, eight, nine. Once upon a time in our solar system, we couldn't make do without nine. But Pluto's not a planet now, so eight'll do fine. Oh, the cattle have to do with eight lives now. The Chinese will be out of luck. Vampires will have to think of some other method Cause without their canines How will they suck? 789 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10 What about 9? 789 789 immediately as to what 789 is all about uh, but we're also joined by Daniel San. Daniel San, did you get it? Yeah, yeah, that's an old joke. That's an easy one. What do you mean it's an e You're 20, how old are you? 22. Jeez. Well, I was 22. Mm. Let me tell you what I was doing when I was 22. I was signing on. I was claiming the HB, the housing benefit. And I bought a PlayStation, PlayStation 1. In fact, it was so PlayStation 1, we didn't even, we didn't even have a 1. It was just PlayStation. I bought a PlayStation on the Never Never and was playing Ridge Racer while uh, smoking roll-ups. So am I doing better than you? Or? Oh, you may think you... Oh. Society may say you're doing better than me. This guy says you're doing worse than me. Let oh. me tell you what I was doing when I was 22. Are you all right, Ian? Were you scared? There was some of that, but then I was about to have my heart severely broken for the first time. So, how are you, how's your heart at the moment? It's good, thanks. All right, so you do. I, I do eat a lot of fatty food, uh, which might break. So we don't know. Yeah. We oh, just go, don't know. Take it. Is a go on out, out. Where were you at twenty-two? Cool. See, it's that simple, isn't it? To get rid of him. He is that simple. Fetch. You just throw a topic like out into the park. Fetch, and we'll go and fetch it. Speaking of simple, so your kids didn't get that song. No. The <laughs> 
Wow. Wow, that's, uh, that's I'm going to turn my back on you too. Confirms this next what story. I thought my kids are better than yours. When the family of a 103 year old Hertfordshire man went in to renovate his home, they discovered he'd been uh, being scammed for a decade. Leslie Jubb's home in Wellin was filled with useless and unwanted items he'd been convinced to order from catalogue companies promising prizes. It seems the dementia patient's name was being passed from crook to crook after being added to a so-called suckers list. Catherine, what more do we know? Well, Leslie was put on this list by scammers which were allowing uh, companies from around the world to bombard him with mail promising entry into prize draws and large cash prizes on the condition that he ordered goods from their catalogues. After 10 years and £60,000, Leslie had a house full of incredibly overpriced products, including tablets to help with arthritis, blood pressure and digestive system problems. Now, the scale of Leslie's problem only came to light when he, came, he went into a care home for respite last September while his family went in and renovated his home, and that's what they found. Uh, what does his family say? Well, his daughter, Nova Jordan, was really shocked to learn that her father, who'd always been really careful with money, had been scammed. She says uh, the catalogue companies used to send him prize draws saying he'd won a plasma TV or a trip somewhere or he'd won a lot of money. Um, and with Dad, it's sad, really, and a lot of it was because he was lonely after my mother passed away and it gave him something to do. I think that's why these scammers target people that are lonely, retired or elderly. We don't want other people to be drawn into these scams. They should approach trading standards who can help. That's what the daughter says. Uh, but uh, this happens lots, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And Hertfordshire County Council says that elderly people, and particularly those living alone, can fall prey to scammers pretty easily. Many others have been convinced to pay extortionate prices for ordinary goods, tempted by the promise of money or a big prize. The goods arrive, more post arrives, but the cheque never does. The national, which is the illegal part, the National Scams Hog recently dis uh, distributed a suckers list, which had been seized mm. by local police to all authorities. So at least now the people who can do something about it have have, uh, have it as well. Hertfordshire County Council has used the list to locate and visit over a thousand vulnerable people across the county, offering advice and protection to the most vulnerable members of the community. Um, and Richard Fake is the cabinet member for community safety. Uh, he said scams can be very sophisticated. People often don't realise or don't want to accept they're being scammed. So it's important for us to raise awareness of the tactics used. We want to help stop Hertfordshire residents falling victim to scams and urge our residents to contact our trading standards officers if they believe you or someone you know has been targeted. Remember, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. As long as people carry on responding to these unscrupulous companies, they will keep going. So if you or someone you know has been a victim of a scam, there is a citizen's advice service. I'll give you that number if you've got a pen handy at this time of the morning. 03454 040506. That's 03454 040506. Clever. That's, that's your number. That is clever. <laughs> Once that aware. That is clever, Cathy. Do a story about scamming and then give out your number. Right. Oh, yeah, we can help, but I'm going to need your bank details. This is what the councillor is saying. She's clever. I think where they may come a cropper is the fact that people don't know they're being scammed. Or don't want to admit it. There's a they huge amount of know, pride involved. They don't know they're being scammed. That's why they're being scammed. Or when they realise they're embarrassed about it and keep it to themselves. The biggest, the, the, I'd say the best one of these, I, I say best in, in terms of, of cleverest, was this couple who, um, you've won a million pounds, but you've got to pay us three grand. Okay, fine, yeah. Oh, we've got the three grand, because then they realise you're suckers. We've got the three grand, you can need to pay us another grand. Yeah, yeah, sure. They ended up paying them about half a million pounds, right? Uh, and um, the scammers were so clever, they convinced them that the police that were investigating it were the scammers. <gasps> and so the people wouldn't tell the police any of the details. Anyway, do you want to hear a song that makes me cry? Always. Yeah, let's have some of this. Hang on a minute. Oh. Here we go.
There are things that make me mad You are not one of them There are things that make me sad But you are not one of them There are things that make me dad You seem to be all of them Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, a lorry's broken down between junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Luton. Mike called to say that that is blocking one of the lanes and it's in the roadwork section. In Park Royal on the North Circular Road, there are queues between Abbey Road uh, southbound towards the Hangar Lane Gyratory. And in Aylesbury on the A41, there's some temporary traffic lights at Rayburn's Lane, so that could cause some delays later, but it's looking fine so far this morning because it's generally quite quiet so far. On the train departure boards, though, the 6.59 train from Luton to Bedford has been cancelled. The Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, it's been confirmed that a family who died when their plane crashed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. Fiona Hewitt, her husband Richard and their two teenage children, Harry and Felicity, were on a sightseeing tour in Quebec when their aircraft came down on a mountain. It's being claimed that a road in Luton where a three-year-old girl was killed needs improvements to make it safer. Maya Shahzad's family have asked a former policeman to look at the layout of Dunstable Road, even though the council insists it's safe. And a 103-year-old man from Hertfordshire with dementia handed over £60,000 after being bombarded with catalogue offers. Leslie Jubb from Welling Garden City was placed on a so-called suckers mailing list over a 10-year period. The weather will be mainly dry and breezy with the odd shower in places. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius. That's 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Manchester United have returned to the Champions League group stages in style, beating Club Bruges 4-0. Wayne Rooney scored a hat-trick as United made easy progress. Rooney's in, must score, does score, and Wayne Rooney finally scores his first goal for Manchester United this season. Rooney passes it into the net and makes it 2-0. Through to Rooney, into the hat-trick, hat-trick for Wayne Rooney. Slipped the ball under Sin and Bullard. And the goals have come in a flood here in The England squad for the Rugby World Cup will be confirmed today. Rugby League convert Sam Burgess is expected to be included in the 31-man party. Chris Jones reports. The inclusion of Burgess will be the main story when the squad is announced this afternoon, especially with Luther Burrell, a regular during the last two Six Nations, set to miss out on selection. Burgess is a talismanic figure who showed glimpses of his potential on his England debut earlier this month, but he's still raw as a union player and this represents a significant gamble by Stuart Lancaster. Elsewhere, there are calls to make at prop and at second row. Alex Corbusiero and Dave Atwood's places are under threat, while with Danny Cipriani left out, Henry Slade fits the bill as a creative and versatile playmaker in the back line. And in athletics, and following a heptathlon disappointment, Britain's Katerina Johnson-Thompson is through to the long jump final at the World Athletics in Beijing after leaping 6 metres 79 this morning. Yesterday, Usain Bolt and rival Justin Gatlin both won their semis to set up a second sprint final of the week. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 7 o'clock. I woke up this morning and everything was different Something was strange in the air 
This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. music radio is easy. You just play like songs you like. Imagine that. And smooth mix. <laughs> Thank you very much. Kelly, great to have you back. Thanks, Blair. You're welcome. Now, I... Uh, I'm delib- I've not looked at any of the newspaper. We get the papers delivered here, sometimes um, uh, an hour before the show, sometimes moments before the show. And it, it really is the, um, the, uh, the thing that keeps me on my toes. Um, <clears throat> You're right. And they come tied up come bundled up, they're in a bundle, so they're folded over so you can't really see what's there. And I normally rush to open the papers as though it were Christmas morn. I rip off the shredding and I look at it and I read the papers and I absorb the papers and I read the news and I look at the boobs and I love all of it, right? Uh, And today the papers are on the desk out there, sealed up, unopened. There will be no opening of the newspapers from me today. You know why? I don't want to see pictures of two people that have just been murdered. I don't want to see those pictures. And apparently, thank you to Paul Scoynes for pointing it out on Twitter, the front pages are covered with the pictures of those two poor reporters that were shot dead on live television. And I don't want to, I don't want to see those. I think that's uh, disrespectful. I think it's unnecessary. I think it's um, uh, unfair to put it on the front pages because kids will see it in shops. And I don't really want it on the inner pages either. I think it's a little bit... And I'm aware, I'm aware I'm judging something here that I've not actually seen, um, but I saw a corner of the front page of the, the Sun, and I could tell that it was something unpleasant. And I trust Paul Scoyne's opinion on things like that. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I think it's disgusting they put it in the papers. 
I made a decision last night that I wasn't going to look at any of that stuff. Twitter, people are starting to sort of circulate their footage. Uh, just because you can watch it, why would you want to watch it? Okay, here's... The, I'm going to be honest, okay? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was at the airport waiting for my family to arrive yesterday at Gatwick South. Boy, that's a dump. Almost as bad as Luton Airport, right? Uh, actually, nowhere near as bad as Luton Airport. No, Gatwick South is horrible. It's grim. And I was there waiting, and I was flicking on my phone, and the news came up that these two reporters uh, had been shot on live television. Do you know what my first thought was? Ooh, glad to see that. First thought. There was a knee-jerk reaction that was completely... what? Ooh, I wonder where that is online. I'd like to see that. And then very quick, and that was that was my human uh, reaction. Very yeah. quickly, I realised, oh no, actually, I've got how how horrible! I have no interest whatsoever in seeing that. It's a, it's disrespectful, and b, I hope I can live my whole life without seeing someone being murdered. I kind of know what that would look like. I don't need to have it confirmed. Um, I, I've not been posted any links to it or anything yet. Have you? Have you? Have, have links? Po- I'm assuming links. Have, click this to well, see the grisly I murder. I don't think it would take a very long time to find one. Uh, Just not going to go looking for I've it. I've not. No. So I've not seen the front pages of the newspapers. I've not. I'm not. Even, I'm not going to look at them if I can avoid it all day. Although it's going to be tricky because I need to fill up with petrol. Um, I'm certainly not going to look inside the news. By the way, what song's this? This is a great one, but this is this is the one I've been meaning to play you the whole time. We've been playing this game. What's? It's a Beatles song. What song is this? This is what the whole game was based on. This one track. Huh? It's the London Jazz Four that are covering it. I'm killing it. Whoa, hey. What they're doing? This is a great cover because they are completely reinterpreting it. Can you give us a clue? Yeah, it's by the Beatles. It give me another clue. Okay. Lennon and McCartney. There we go. Does that sound like Lady Madonna? You just, you just, that's the only bit of tune you're going to get, but you've just missed. You've just missed the only bit of tune. Here we go. Here we go. Like all good jazz, it sounds like two songs being played at once. Sounds like someone falling on the piano. Here comes the tune, guys. Get ready. You missed it. I'm trying to pick it up so I can sing it. Uh, I know what it is, I'm struggling. Oh, things, Pfizer, things, you know. Is it that? What? What? I feel fine. Let's find out. Let's keep listening. There we go. In love with me and I feel fine. <laughs> in love with me. And you, I could feel sing, fine. you could sing any Beatles song over <laughs> that, that and it would work. Nothing like, is it? Uh, <laughs> so I've not said. So anyway, the point was, um, I've not seen any of the newspapers. I have no intention of reading the newspapers. So I don't want to see that. I'm, I'm going to try and avoid Sky and BBC TV news as well. Is this another case of if you've got a newspaper, can you tell us what it says inside? Yeah, well, I, I suppose we could have an element of that. I, I mean, if you've seen it, am I overreacting ever so slightly by because uh, by, I've not seen it. It's very rarely. I don't like talking about things I've not seen, and I've not seen it, but... Uh, Andrew, the American, said to me that she'd um, happened upon it and wished she'd never seen it. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, you know... Hey, you know those guys that were murdered? They've got families and stuff, um, and it's a- it's actually real. It's not a drama. It's not a computer game. It's real. Some nut job shot them. Disgruntled, a disgruntled employee. I'm disgruntled all the flipping time. I-, I think disgruntled is perhaps an understatement. 
It's just, it's just horrible. Anyway, so um, no, no intention of looking at it. If you want to give us a call and let us know what's in the papers or your thoughts on uh, the, you know, those front pages, if you've stumbled across them, then uh, you can. They're still going. Look. Thing is, right? They're still going. On the continent, they've been showing kind of murder scenes and stuff for ages. You see people, you know, lying in the street and stuff. And I always thought we were better than that. We're getting that here's way, aren't thing. we? There's me saying I've never seen... But here's a, gri- a, grisly, a grisly morning to you all. I've never seen someone murdered. I have. One of my favourite films has got a shot of someone actually being murdered in it. What? Yeah, I know. And it's just going to shock you guys. The Monkeys film has got a shot of someone being murdered in it. Properly. That's not even a joke. Right. And it's in my favourite film. What, is, what, what happened? Someone, well, I, I mean, I don't want to go into so much detail. Did it, the gun actually go off? Yeah. It it's a famous shot from uh, Vietnam... Of right, okay. Do you know the shot I'm talking about? I think I might. It's a really famous shot of um, someone, and it's and it's there as like an anti-war statement. But flipper, they it's like being executed. Do they leave it in? They just oh, left Jim. it in. It's in. It's in, and it's it's seeing. You see it quite a few times. Didn't that happen to someone else? Like probably. It yeah. happened in a, a really famous karate film. Or no, you're think. No, I know what you're thinking of. Um, and you bought into the whole the whole myth. You're thinking of Brandon Lee and the Crow. Yes, I am. Where um, the, the, the Brandon Lee, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son. Okay, uh, Bruce Lee made a film called Fist of Fury, his second uh, uh, big starring movie. And at the end of it, he's going to be executed. Okay, and they say, but we'll let you do a wicked karate jump towards all the gunmen. You know, so you've got a bit of honour. So he does a wicked karate jump towards the gunmen, and they shoot him. Right, and he dies. Uh, in Game of Death, which is the film that he, he half-completed before he died, they take that scene and they pretend that he really got shot. In The Crow, he really did get shot doing a karate jump to loads of dudes with guns and they, he got shot and killed. So that, But they didn't keep it in the film. Oh, It's I a myth. He checked, they checked with his family and no, they, they said... No, they didn't. No. Yeah, no. have it. No, they didn't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can have that. Go on. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. What a grisly... Uh, a grisly morning. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone. Don't worry, we can we can steer the ship around. We're professionals. Uh, let's get a little bit of the trav, shall we? Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, a lorry's broken down between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable, and that's causing a lane to be blocked, Mike called to say, and it's in the roadwork section, so that could get really slow later. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to build up between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for the A41 at Watford. And on the North Orbital Road as well at Brickett Wood, it's starting to look busy now at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Mark Yates on the A5, it's looking busy now southbound on the speed sensors between Lynch Hill and the M1 at Junction 9 for Redbourne. And on the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.45, Thursday the 27th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been confirmed that a family who died when their plane crashed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. There are renewed calls to improve the layout of a road in Luton following the death of a three-year-old girl. And a man from Hertfordshire, aged 103, has been conned out of £60,000. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, hello. Good morning. You're good back morning. Nice. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> to introduce me. Well, oh, someone's got ideas about this. We do, you're lucky we're even talking to you. You know we're getting rid of all of you lot. The Met Office is on its way out. No, I don't work for the Met Office. Where do you get your weather from? I work from? for the BBC. Well, of course I get the weather from the Met Office. Well, you say of my co- dear colleagues, they'd be you, nice. You say, you say of course, but after 93 years, we're jettisoning those losers. 
Oi! I used to work for the Met Office. Yeah. Are you eating? Now I don't. <laughs> no, I just She's licked eat- the top of my marmite. Is that right? You lit you li- what? <laughs> I thought we were chatting about the Met Office. I just so um, you thought it was I a pro- just licked <laughs> the top of my marmite. So because we're having a chat, you can lick. No. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Steady. Steady. It's nice to have you back. She said through gritted teeth. Let's (laughs) have the weather, please, Elizabeth. Okay. well, it's going to be a drier day than yesterday, but we do have some heavy showers coming our way this morning, so do not forget your umbrella. You will need it, particularly this morning, when the showers are likely to be a bit heavier. Into the afternoon, the showers will turn a bit less frequent and they'll tend to be a bit lighter, so not too much to worry about for the afternoon. There'll be some sunny spells around at times too and lots of long, dry spells as well, so generally a dry field of things than yesterday. Where we have the showers, it will feel quite blustery and southwesterly winds uh, in general and top temperatures up to around 19 or 20 degrees Celsius, just feeling a bit less muggy than it did yesterday and a little bit cooler. Overnight tonight, turning dry, lows of 11 or 12 degrees, so a fairly chilly night to come. And then into tomorrow, the very small risk of one or two showers, but mostly dry, lots of sunshine, temperatures up to 21 degrees. And then for the bank holiday weekend, there's still quite a lot of uncertainty. Looks like Saturday is going to be dry and Sunday is going to be wet. That's the forecast. Treasure Quest on BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't want this show to be censored. You've got a clean house? No. (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, feel free to text in whatever you want to me. Hello. (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) Jive here. Are you alright for all this? Gosh, I thought we were going to have our first live death. Saturday mornings from nine. I'm going to help the female section of the quiz quiz this morning. All Liz will do is just not let you have... Part two. It's a new feature. Let's find out. Ernie, how are you in your big rubbery face? It's a cross between Jack Paul, uh, Pat, uh, hang on. <laughs> Treasure Quest. Every Saturday morning from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
When my heart stops beating And my blood turns cold And oh When my heart stops beating And my breath won't flow And oh When my heart stops beating Well, let's hope his heart never stops beating. It will eventually. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's Jack Garrett, BBC Introducing, Kelly Betts, who, what, where, when, and indeed why. Hmm? When you go alone, when I grow Here's an idea. Here's an idea for um, Jake Bug, who I believe was a BBC Introducing act. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stop selling out and selling your music to adverts. Integrity. All right. A bit of integrity. Says the voice of cats make me laugh out loud. Whoa, I'm not an artist. I'm a prostitute. I'm a male prostitute. <laughs> I nearly said whore, but I don't think you can say that on the radio, so I didn't. I held back. Okay. Uh, Kelly Betts, tell us yes. a little bit about Jack Garrett there. Jack Garrett is While from I play Ollie Moore's. Little Chalfonts. Are you really going to play this? Yeah, yes, it's nice. Oh, okay. This is real music. This is real music, Garrett. This is what you want to be aiming for, Garrett. This is what you want to be aiming for. They wouldn't use this on an advert. No, they would not. Moore's wouldn't. Moore's wouldn't sell his art to um, <laughs> to justify. I don't know insurance. Nothing hurts like no you. <laughs> Nothing not hurts like no you. <laughs> that's that's a lyric. Uh, where's Jack Garrett from? Because we have to be local, apparently. He's from Little Chalfont, <laughs> oh, which is... Oh, Little Chalfont. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, he's one of our BBC Introducing well, Successful great. Acts, and he's playing Reading this weekend. Well, that's and Leeds. Great. Well, that's great. Well, it's, yeah. And you're I've, been, I've been to Reading and I've been to Leeds. Oh, that's good. good I've never played there. No? Well, not that you'd no, define as playing. No, I stayed there. Mm. Um, really? Uh, oh, yeah, so anyway... So, um, Tuesday, I went to the house that I grew up in as a, as a kiddie. I went to um, the, uh, uh, the house in, uh, on the Britwell Estate. This music was playing. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. So, I went there. It went half weird. Turns out, it turns out, and I say this, turns out I was really poor when I was a kid. Mm. I was poor when I was a kid, and the, I, it dawned on me we didn't have any money. And the only way we made money, and I became posh, sorry, what, is because we. Uh, 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 gosh, the only reason I, I got out of living on the Britwell Estate in Slough is because of Margaret Thatcher. I have to thank Thatcher. We bought. Uh, 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 my dad worked bloody hard, saved all his money, bought the council house when it was offered. Three years later, sold it for a massive fortune, a massive um, uh, increase. Uh, and um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Profit. Thank you. And then we moved. Then we moved. But we went back. Me and my sister went back to the house that I spent the first 11 years of my life in. Hadn't been in that house for 31 years. Uh, and oh, what a lovely family were in there. It was Aww. it was absolutely lovely. It was a young mum and her son was there. And um, uh, he was seven years old. And he, he took us around the house. Uh, it was weird, man. It was weird. I could see ghosts. The two weirdest, the three weirdest things were... Well, first of all, the back garden was much bigger than I remember. That I could see the outline in a, in the wall that had obviously been bricked over and papered over of the serving hatch my dad had knocked through the wall. We could see the outline of it, and I remember him knocking that hole in the wall. And I, that was weird. The second weird thing was being in my bedroom. Oh man, teared up a little bit. 
Was it the same wallpaper? It wasn't the same wallpaper. Bed sheets? Uh, it was the same bed sheets, yes. It's, it's still a little boy's room, isn't it? It's, and this, this seven-year-old lad lives there. It was great that a seven-year-old boy was in this room. Because, you know, I was seven years old at one point in that room, and we were just talking about the room, and I was saying about, well, I, what I used to do is, it's a tiny box room. I said, what I used to do is, I and mean, I'm feeling, you know, a bit flush. I used to move the bed from there, and you could move it around there. And I went, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And, uh, oh. and I, uh, I was, oh, it, it was a, the, th- the weirdest, weirdest thing, though, was standing at the top of the stairs, and I peered over the banister and looked downstairs. That view mm. was so familiar. Flip it, I was five years old again. Christmas. Oh, it was Christmas, it was Dad coming home from work, it was Mum shouting up at me, it was me going upstairs after watching a James Bond film. Um, I, I can almost, I think it was The Spy Who Loved Me, uh, when it was on telly, uh, and pretending I was James Bond. It was all of those things. I travelled through time, man. It was the weirdest, weirdest thing in the world. Did you pinch anything? Um, yeah, I pinched the keys, I'm going back. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't at all. And, and, and uh, the lady lives there, Kelly who lives there, she was so sweet. And, Thank you. Because uh, <laughs> it must have been weird, these people, turn, you know, d- d- getting in touch. And um, and she was so kind, and she said, you go and have a look, you know, go and have a look around and, you know, look, go wherever you want to go. And it was, it was so kind of her. And then we went next door to the couple that still live there. They lived there, they moved there when I was, um, uh, Andrew Carver used to live there. So uh, when I was eight and they still live there, 34 years later, they were still there. And we went round and we went and had a cup of tea and looked at pictures of uh, their grandchildren. We showed them pictures of our kids and it was the weird, it was so weird. I'm glad I did it. I came away feeling a little bit empty. I don't know what I was expecting or what I planned to get out of it, but um, man alive, I'm glad I did it. Everyone should go back to their uh, their childhood home 30 years later and have a look around. You'll see ghosts. And it was so familiar. Imagine being somewhere. Well, you, 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 you just like your home. But it was, everything was so familiar. You know, the, 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 just the walls, just touching the walls. Oh, man. I don't think I could. Oh, it was, it was not, I'm glad I did it. I, 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 I'm glad I did it, I'm glad I did it. Mm. I, I, you know, it was, a weird, and it, was, it was a little bit weird, but um, it was nice and they made us feel very welcome. We drive past our old house sometimes and we go yeah. to Manchester and it, uh, I don't know if I could go inside. How old were you when you moved out? Ten. Go in. Write me a letter. Write me a letter and do it. it it's not for everybody, but it, boy, oh boy, it certainly exorcised uh, a few demons for me. It was good. It was good. And I, you know, I had a little... T- I got teary in my bedroom because I said, oh, and I used to... Um, when I had the bed that way, I would lean out of the... Uh, and I was supposed to be asleep. I'd, I'd kind of lean on the windowsill and wait for my dad to come. And I got a little bit emotional thinking about my dad, of course. Um, I'm glad I did it. It's given me f- stuff to think about. Did you ever go back mm-hmm. to your old school? Because I never... Um, no, I've not been back. The, 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 we were on the same street as the, the, the primary school, and that's been knocked down, and, and they've built another school there. And there's a guy who listens, I think listens to the show, who is a teacher at my grammar school. Oh, we, we heard... I, I asked the young lady whose house it was to confirm a rumour I'd heard about one of the most respected teachers in my primary school. That rumour was true. He's a nonce. Wow. Yeah, I know, I know. And he gave me the slipper once. Now it all makes sense, yeah. I said, is it true about Mr So-and-so? She went, yeah, it was. He got caught fiddling with boys. Oh, gosh. I know. And my, that's when my sister choked up a bit. She went, oh, no, not him. I had so much respect for him. But there's a guy who listens to this show, I think, who works at my grammar school and keeps inviting me back. And I keep saying, 
Do you know what? I'm not. I'm not ready for that journey yet. I've been back to my old school. Yeah. The weirdest thing smells the same. It's they smell the same. These schools. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M1 southbound from Junction 12 for Flitwick to 11 for Dunstable because of a lorry that broke down earlier. Mike called to say that that was in the roadwork section. So all the lanes are open again, but it is very slow at the moment. On the M25, anti-clockwise, it's starting to build up between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. And in Watford itself on Exchange Road, it's looking busy at the junction with Beach and Grove. And in Club Hill on the A6 Bedford Road, it's very busy between the back street and the A507. We've just had a report from Graham who calls to say that there's been an accident on the A4412 from Bista towards uh, Bucks, so that's been closed, so we'll check that out a bit more. Samantha the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. And do we trust this, Graham? Well, we're going to find out. Okay. Because I just. Look, look for this report. Uh, you let us, we'll, we'll come, come back and let us know if this Graham's telling the truth or if it's all a pack of Graham lies. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a British family killed in Canada, were from Milton Keynes. Renewed calls to make a Luton Road safer and fans of Terry Pratchett queue for his final book. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's been confirmed that a family who died when their plane crashed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. Fiona Hewitt, her husband Richard and their two teenage children, Harry and Felicity, were on a sightseeing tour in Quebec when their aircraft came down on a mountain. Our reporter Louise Hubble reports from Milton Keynes. The community is in shock here as they realise what they read in the papers and they saw on the news on the other side of the world was in fact their neighbours. The wider family has issued this statement saying they are devastated by this tragic incident and they are struggling to come to terms with the loss of the entire family and they have requested to be left to grieve in private. It's being claimed that a road in Luton where a three-year-old girl was killed needs improvements to make it safer. Maya Shahzad was shopping with her family last August when she was hit by a bus in Berry Park. Her family have asked a former policeman to look at the layout of Dunstable Road, even though the council insists it's safe. Her uncle Zubair says it's not the first time concerns have been raised. This has been going on for years now. People have been ranting about this situation, about the safety, about the obstructions, about the buses, but nothing's been done. And to be honest, I don't think nothing else will be done because it will be a cover-up. A 103-year-old man from Hertfordshire with dementia handed over £60,000 after being bombarded with catalogue offers. Leslie Jubb from Welling Garden City was placed on a so-called sucker's mailing list over a 10-year period. Tony Fisher reports. Leslie was promised large cash prizes in the mail shots as long as he spent the money on overpriced products. His home became full of things like tablets to help with arthritis, blood pressure and digestive system. The scale of the problem only came to light when he went into a care home last September while his family renovated his home. Fans of the Buckinghamshire author Sir Terry Pratchett have been queuing to buy his final novel in his Discworld series, which went on sale at midnight. The writer died in March at the age of 66, eight years after being diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. This man who was in the queue explained the appeal of Sir Terry's books. It's the, the depth of the characters. It's, it's more than a flat world on top of, a, on top of elephants, on top of the turtles. It's, it's a mirror of our own world. So Terry, while he's writing funny jokes, he's also writing about social things. He's writing about war. He's writing about equal uh, women's rights. 
In sport, Manchester United have returned to the Champions League group stages in style, beating Club Bruges 4-0. Captain Wayne Rooney scored a hat-trick to help complete a 7-1 aggregate victory. And the weather today will be mainly dry and breezy with the odd shower in places. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius, that's 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Lee. <clears throat> Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm imagining you're not as wet this morning as you were yesterday. You were wet yesterday morning, weren't you, Catherine? Soaked. Kelly, did you get wet yesterday? Yeah. Well, I'm looking out the window and it's beautiful and it's dry. You frowned then? Never dry for long. It's the title of your autobiography, isn't it? Coming out, um, etc., etc., etc. Stuff to talk about, you know. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Now, uh, I'm not looking at any of the front newspapers today. Was it? Here's a text here from someone saying, uh, "What two reporters? I've missed this." There's a big story yesterday. Um, two report, two American reporters, and I'm embarrassed. I, I don't Virginia. Remember, uh, sorry. In Virginia. In Virginia. I don't. I don't have their names in front of me. We'll get them later. Uh, were shot on live television. That's all I know about it. That's kind of all. Oh, it's a disgruntled employee who killed himself afterwards. That's all I want to know about it. I've no intention of looking at the footage. Uh, I know some some of the more ghoulish listeners uh, will do so, and that is your right. I don't need to see that. Um, but apparently it's on the front pages of most of the newspapers, and the, it's quite graphic pictures. Now, I've not seen these newspapers. I've got no intention of deliberately seeing these newspapers. I will probably catch a glimpse when I fill up with petrol later on, because they'll be in the forecourt. But so got, well, we're not looking at the papers today. Uh, so if you want to tell us what's in the papers that um, isn't, connected with that story 03459 555 and if you've seen the pictures um is it a bit too much because i don't know i'm assuming it's pictures of bodies because mm. it was on live television so that footage exists i'm assuming that's what it is um i, I don't need to see it to know that it's a something bloody awful, horrible story exactly something awful happened why would you want to do and it's apparently the sun is the Paul Scoins our political reporter we kind of had a little conversation before we went on air uh, he says the sun is, is the is the one to avoid but um, I just I did, the fact that that's even out there oh, makes me very anyway 03459 oh, double five five double five. Um oh before we before we um, during the travel Sammy Bruff mentioned um, some um, I'm going to say brown noser who called in called Graham about tra- now, I was saying now, how do we know that when people phone in with these travel reports, it would be so easy to punk Sammy um, by just making it? Oh yeah, and the, the you know the A5 is a really big accident; it's closed. No one should go down there. Then that person can sail down the A5. Don't give him ideas. Smooth as silk, okay? And this Graham character had got in touch to tell him about an accident. Graham, who's this Graham? Have we checked him? Have we verified his his credentials? Do we know anything about him? Do we know how old he is? Is he married? Where did he go to school? Do we know? Has he got any qualifications, or is he just some chancer who sits at home watching Jeremy Kyle all day? I mean, for all we know, he may have convictions for deception. Well, let's ask him, Graham. Morning. Have you got convictions for deception? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, at least he's honest. Or is he? Oh, it's so oh, confusing. I don't know what to believe. Graham, uh, what, uh, listen, oh, yeah. 
you called in the the travel with the, with the, the accident that you'd spotted, or uh, yeah. how, how, now how do we know that you're telling the truth? Well, a man has just stopped me on the way on the four four two one saying you best turn around, mate. Bad accident. Stuff all over the road. It's really bad. Well, while we wish, we hope that nobody's seriously injured and everybody, you know, kind of gets their bits and pieces together and can move on swiftly. So, hang on, this is a second-hand story. You've not even seen the accident. It's just round the corner in. Trust me. Trust me. (laughs) We're we're doing a story in ten minutes about deception and a sucker's list. And I'm just... Well, Graham, you're well done for calling... uh, Sammy, well done for calling us to back this up. Can can I just ask, uh, how old are you? 46. Okay. Are you married? I am. Are you employed? I am. What what, what do you what do you take home roughly a year? I'm a year. Yeah. Thirty two grand. Alright. You, you sound like an honest, decent, hard working guy. I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, Graham, and you keep up doing the good work. Thank you. Thank you, Graham. There we go. He sounds like a he sounds like a decent bloke, but then they all do. Why would he tell you what he earned? He should I have know. told you to jog on. I know, that was weird, wasn't it? Too honest. I, was, I was worried he was going to turn it back on me. I'd have answered. But only Graham. I'm not answering. Years ago, at another radio station, uh, I did this um, uh, this thing. What? How did it work? Oh, that was it. I, where I, I, I did this thing, okay, and we did it off air, but then we would play it out, where um, people could send me their phone number, and I would phone them up at random times in the day, once, possibly, and they could ask me anything. They could ask me one question, and it could be anything, okay? Because it was pre-recorded. I would answer it completely honestly, and um, then we'd play it out, and sometimes we'd bleep bits out so that it wouldn't get broadcast. So one of the funniest ones was I phoned this guy up, and he went, I went, what's your question? He said, all right, what drugs have you taken? Now, I told him the answer. I'm not going to repeat it here, but when we played it out, we just put loads of bleeps in, and it went on for ages. Well, I've taken this, beep, and beep, and we, you know, we did that. But one guy, he used to pretend up, phone up and pretend to be a ghost. Hello, Ian, he's the ghost. And he's really annoying. But I phoned him up, and they could ask any question, and I would tell them the honest answer. And his question was brilliant. What's your phone number? Oh. And the rules were, I had to tell him. So I told him. And I told him the phone number, whatever it was, but it was a different phone number. And he, he was writing it down, and he went, OK, fine, thanks. Oh. All right. And I thought, oh, he's going he's gonna to phone me. And he's a really annoying bloke. And he didn't phone me. Then the next day, he phoned up the show. And we played it all out on air, and we bleeped out my number. The next day, he said, Ian, I got your phone number, but I missed one number. Can you give me that number? I went, no, you've, you've, you, I, I wasn't deliberately, you know, being, uh, I didn't block it deliberately. I said it. You just didn't hear that phone number, that one number. And he was, he was like, and then the next day, he's obviously just changing. There was one number. He was changing that number. The next day I got a phone call. Hello? Yes. This is Ahmed. Is that Ian Lee? No. <laughs> Okay, sorry to disturb you. <laughs> that was that. And he never called back. He would got my number. Oh gosh. It was a it was a fun, dangerous game to play. Maybe in another life. Maybe if I had a late night radio show, I'd do that same thing again. Who knows? Anyway, oh three four five nine four double five five double five onwards and upwards. Last summer, a uh, very sad story. A three year old girl was out shopping with her family when she was hit by a bus on Dunstable Road in Luton. 
The coroner concluded that Maya Shazad's death was a tragic accident and no one was to blame, but her family disagreed, which is why uh, they carried out an independent survey into the safety of the road layout. Those results are now in. Catherine, uh, just give us some background to this. What happened to Maya? Well, Maya was out walking with her family in Berry Park on the 8th of August last year. They'd been shopping for a wedding and they're about to get something to eat. Now, the family say they all crossed the road together. That's open to dispute I'm afraid but we do know that Maya was hit by a bus and killed. The police and the coroner concluded it was a tragic accident and neither the bus driver nor the road layout was to the blame for this. The family disputed that didn't they? Yes yeah, so they commissioned an independent survey of Dunstable Road. It cost £3,000 money that the family raised themselves with the help of the community and it was carried out by a man called David Winstanley. Now David Winstanley is an ex-police officer of 30 years 10 years of which were served as a specialist forensic collision investigator now, he had a look at Dunstable Road and he says that the three humps, if you drive along Dunstable Road, you'll be familiar with these, three road humps on, on Dunstable Road, which act as traffic calming measures, confused some pedestrians. Now, David said he noticed people running across the road because they were unclear as to whether they had the right of way. He says the width of the road in that area also is an issue and it leads to a situation where large vehicles, buses and lorries are forced towards the curb edge. Also, he's concerned that the bollards could mask small children who may be close to the road. Uh, what improvements does this report ask for? Well, he thinks that these three humps on Dunstable Road in Berry Park should be replaced by zebra crossings to make absolutely clear who has the right of way to both motorists and pedestrians. And because he was worried about how close vehicles and pedestrians are currently getting, he, he suggests that railings are used to keep a clear distinction between the two areas. Uh, now, we were supposed to be speaking to the uncle, weren't we? Uh, yes. Live on the show. He's not answering the phone. He's not. Right? We know he's at work, so... Okay. Maybe they could, can't hear his phone. Yep. Um, we're going to keep trying. But um, we know that the family... There was a meeting last night where the family discussed the findings. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that they feel vindicated by this report and they've insisted all along that Dunstable Road in Berry Park, where Maya died, is dangerous. They've told the council, they say, about this for the last year. They feel ignored. And Maya's uncle, Zubair Imtiaz, is frustrated by the lack of action. It's got no railings, no nothing. It's got no zebra crossing. I mean, the only crossing that people intend to think is a crossing is a hump. This has been going on for years now. People have been ranting about this situation, about the safety, about the obstructions, about the buses, but nothing's been done. And to be honest, I don't think nothing else will be done because it will be a cover-up. And all they can say is, yes, give it to us, we'll take a look at it. In the meeting just now, one of the councillors are taking a look at it. So it's taken a whole year for you to take a look at a place in Burry Park where a little girl had her life taken away and yet still here we stand right now nothing's been done. Uh, the council, what have they said? Well we did invite them to come on and say it in person but they've sent us a statement because no one's available. They say we've not seen the survey the accident was a terrible tragedy for the whole community and our thoughts remain firmly with the family and everyone affected by what happened. There has been a significant reduction in accidents on Dunstable Road since the current road layout was introduced in 2006. The police investigation found it was not a contributory factor in the incident and the the coroner said it was a tragic death caused by a traffic collision with no contributory factors associated with the road environment. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. So, um, I want to do this at 7.30. So why are we talking about it now? So to set it up. OK, go on. Um, iPod roulette round two. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean... What? Well... No? Last time... Doesn't matter. We had a man who didn't have an iPod and a man who had a flat one. It was shuffling away for ages and it didn't work. <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't get it up, could he, on the air? Um, so, um, we need Ribena Rosie, who is the current reigning champion. But she was the only one who had a working iPod. Yeah, we need her. And we need another player to play iPod roulette. And we need... Um, I'm, I, I'm reluctant to get Brendan as the judge again because I don't think he's even heard music. 
Isn't he going away? He's not even heard of music. I don't know. Well, he's going away. Is his juice cube going away? I don't, I don't if he lets him swab it. <laughs> I don't know. So, all we need, please, for the love of all that is holy, for half past seven, phone up now. We need one person who's got a working MP3 player, iPod, I can't think of any other brands, or maybe you can do shuffle on your computer. Make sure it's charged. Make sure it's charged. Has to be over 100 songs on there, otherwise it's not fair. That's Henry's Law. 03459... Four double five five double five. So we need a player and we need a judge. A player and a judge. That's all we need. It's dead simple. Right? If Ken Bruce can get people to play Popmaster, we can get people to play iPod Roulette. It's as simple as. If JVS can get old women to phone up, um, you know, because their um, bits have fallen off their cooker, then we can get two people to play iPod Roulette. You might have just set yourself up for a massive round of egg on face that, well it, uh, I, I don't mind egg on face as long as I get caller on air travel news for beds cards and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio between Bicester and Buckingham, the A4421 has been closed in both directions between Stratton Audley Road at Fringford and the A421 in Finmere. Graham called to report that accident and it turns out that the police say a lorry's turned over and it shed its road there near to Newton Purcell. On the motorways, the M1 has queued southbound from junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable through the roadworks where a lorry broke down there earlier. And anti-clockwise on the M25, it's busy between junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. And the North Circular Road has queues from the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover towards Wembley. No reported problems at the moment on the trains, though. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.16, it's Thursday the 27th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Foreign Office has confirmed that a family who died when their plane crashed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. There are renewed calls to improve the layout of a road in Luton following the death of a three-year-old girl and a 103-year-old man from Wellin handed over £60,000 after being targeted by a catalogue company. Sundays on BBC Three Counties Radio. Sometimes black men can feel they can gain something by actually dating outside of their culture. Edward Adu. Everyone used to kind of point me out for looking like Arnold from Different Strokes, but we won't go there because that was just horrid. Every Sunday night from 8. My auntie is listening now, she goes, Me and your mum brought you up properly. Play some music on the show. So I'm looking at this picture of two old buses. They're vintage, just like me. We're going to play some tunes which you may be familiar with if you're a bit of an old school kind of soul head. Edward Adu. Every Sunday night from 8 on BBC Three Counts. Radio. I ain't done nothing in years. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. He's up. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. 81333. Start your text 3CR Wagwan. What, uh, Wagwan? What's happening? No, actually, what's, what's happening now? Uh, I'm about to get your guest. Okay. And what do I do in the meantime? Talk. Lovely. That's, uh, I've, got nothing, I've got nothing to play with. Kelly, how many um, players have we got so far for the uh, iPod roulette um, uh, um, shuffle-off that we're having at 7.30 this morning? One. Hello, is that Marilyn? Oh, I see. OK, right. This is all very... Uh, I'll just keep waiting, shall I? I think that's what we can do. OK. 
I'm going to go straight into it. Uh, a 103-year-old Welling man is Britain's oldest known scam victim after being added to a so-called suckers list. Imagine finding out you're on a suckers list. Leslie Jubb, who has dementia, was conned out of £60,000 over a period of 10 years after his name was passed from one bogus catalogue company to another. The scale of his problem only came to light when he went into a care home for respite last September while his family renovated his home. Well, Marilyn Baldwin is uh, founder of the uh, charity Think Jessica, which was set up in 2007. She joins me now. Morning, Marilyn. Good morning. Uh, Think Jessica, what's that all about? Well, I started Think Jessica, as you just said, in 2007, um, following the death of my mother. My mother was targeted in the same way um, as the chat we're talking about here for five years. And I literally couldn't stop her from responding. The psychology that these criminals use was so powerful. She refused to believe that they were scams. So what? What was? What was? She, what were they doing then? What was? What did she think she was going to get? Well, it started with one letter actually that she responded to. I think she sent about fifteen pounds to claim a lottery win. Of course, the lottery win didn't come, but her name got put on a suckers list and, and passed around to other criminals. So then she started getting bombarded with. Um, other lottery wins, letters from fake bankers, from solicitors. She got the catalogues. And um, like I said, the psychology is so powerful. Mm. Um, she got clairvoyance letters. They told her the family was against her and we were oh, jealous of her. Blimey. And, you know, and no she, she believed all of this? Oh, gosh, yes, she believed it all. And, and even though I tried to, to get her to see a solicitor, to see the police, she just refused any intervention. We argued over this five-year period. I went to MPs, I went to the Royal Mail, I went everywhere. But um, my mum was delivered 30,000 of these letters over the five-year period. How much money did she get? Did she spend? Well, we're not actually sure. It could have been anything up to £50,000. But even though the money was a big big issue, the main thing was it, it literally took over her life. She was reading, sorting and responding to this mail you know that that was her life that's what she was doing on a day-to-day basis was she um i hope this isn't sounding sensitive was she ill did she have dementia or or, or was she you know fully aware of what was going on and what she was doing well i think the family noticed that um uh, she had age-related declining mental health there were things that she she could remember the grandchildren's name but she needed a bit of thinking time okay i mean nothing nothing serious you know to, to the outside world she she was perfectly able to look after herself and make her own decisions and then but, when did um, you when did you find that you, you so she how did you find out that, that she'd been um been ripped off well we we first, we noticed it more or less straight away i told her the first letter she responded to you know mother it's a scam nothing's going to come and she said um oh you know i've only sent 15 pounds and let's see what happens but of course, that money didn't arrive, but yeah. more and more mail started to arrive. And it was the clairvoyance, really, that was sending letters saying that I can see your family are against you. They're questioning your mentality. You're sworn to secrecy. This is all confidential. They were phoning her as well. She was giving out a, a, um, a phone number and all her personal details. Oh, what complete and utter sewing. What horrible people. Well, it isn't. And so the, now the Think Jessica website, I advise anybody, please go onto the Think Jessica website and see for yourself just how, how endemic and, and how strong this psychology is that, that these criminals are using. I've got a, a text here that relates to the, the, to the gentleman in, in question, but also kind of relates to your story. It's from Wayne, and he says, the bloke who got conned for 10 years, where was his family? Well, you've just explained quite well that, A, 
if someone's living independently, you're not always aware of what's going on. And B, these scammers are so clever and manipulative that they can turn the victim against their family. Oh, yes. I mean, my mother's house was full of this stuff. I, I was in tears with social services. They said, well, it's a matter for the police. The police said they couldn't help if she wouldn't allow intervention. It was just a vicious circle. There was literally no help at all. And I did used to speak to people and they'd say, I wouldn't let that happen to my mum. But nobody could come up with a way that wouldn't involve me breaking the law, which I did towards the end. I forged a signature. She was very poorly and redirected a mail. But I couldn't have done that before because she'd have been out asking the postman where the mail was and, and she would have disowned me if, she, if I'd have done that while she was still, you know, hooked on it. You must have been heartbroken watching this happen to your mum and, and her getting angry with you for trying to help. Oh, yes. It, um, our relationship was in tatters. The story's on the website. It was... Um, an absolute nightmare. And I realised then it couldn't just be my mum. So I started the, the campaign in, like I say, 2007. And literally, the first time I appeared on national television, I was bombarded with emails from relatives of victims that were suffering the same as what I'd done. I mean, these scams now are estimated to be making anything up to £10 billion a year. They're pumping into the UK. What can the fa- what can families do though? Because you know you say that you, you you kind of broke the law at the end by forging your mum's signature when when she got um, too poorly. Um, that's kind mm. of a drastic step, isn't it? If if people think these things are genuine, then go away, kids. I don't. I know exactly what I'm doing. Don't go away. What can the families actually do? Well, what we do through um, through Think Jessica is we produce educational material. And we'd urge anybody to send one of our booklets if they've got older relatives. That let's start educating them so that when people do receive these uh, these letters and these catalogues, they recognise them from what they are and they don't respond in the first place. I'll say, oh, it's one of them. I've heard of that. And they won't respond. Education is key. And that's what I think Jessica is all about, reaching out to potential victims and stopping them from responding. And a lot of the people, the majority of people targeted, are targeted off mailing lists that categorise them as not having internet access. So they've no way of being educated, finding yeah. help or making a report. They know exactly who they're going for. I, I wonder if, if, if it's um, um, they're targeting older people um, yes. because they're, um, that generation are more trusting. Me, you know, kind of, kind of people in their 30s, 40s, 50s and younger, we're all kind of quite cynical and question everything. Um, but I wonder, you know, people of a, of a certain age, they were brought up to to trust everybody and, and you know it, 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 it that's kind of the vulnerability i guess well it is and they do target people categorize i mean you can go out and buy mailing lists now that categorize people as being elderly and you can send them whatever you like these mailing lists are readily for sale you know every time you answer a survey and old people do answer telephone surveys because sometimes it's just somebody to chat to yeah yeah um, this information is sold on so, um, yeah, they, they know exactly who they're going for and they are vulnerable and a lot of them can be socially isolated. But you may be a victim. I might be a victim. You know, when you get to 80 or 90 years old, you don't know how your mental capacity is going to be. Mm, yeah, We're all that's clever true. now, yeah, yeah. but we've got victims who are school teachers, doctors, headmistresses. We've even got an ambassador's wife. So, it's you know, it isn't a case of, of really the older generation. It's You're how right. your mind progresses as you get older. Marilyn, what's the website if people want to go and have a look? Yes, it's thinkjessica.com. And if anybody wants a free book, look, please get in touch. And if you've got a, a nan, a grandnan, your mum, your dad, 
give them a book, educate them. If they haven't got the internet, it's the only way that they can be forewarned. Uh, nice one, Marilyn. I, I'm, I'm sorry your mum had to go through that, but, but keep on, um, you know, keep on doing the good work. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much indeed. What a nice lady. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Dennis. Yes. What now? Listen. I I'm need... ninety years old, and all I... my marbles are at home. Yes. Okay. I need to um, uh, just have your bank account details. Yes. No, because I, I'm going to deposit ten thousand pounds in there. Yes. But I just need your bank cards. Well, no, I said no. just leave your leave your no. telephone number, and I will ring you back. You've got it. You've just ru- you've just you've just rung my telephone number. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. No, no, no. Yes, no. yes. I've, got, I've yes. got two methods of dealing with these people. Oh, three, four, five, tell nine. Them I'm undischarged bankrupt. Sorry. I said I tell them I'm an undischarged bankrupt. Okay, uh, and that um. Uh... That shuts them up. I had a woman phone up for a little telemarketing thing the other day. She said she was from a, an agency and they're doing a, um, a survey about the National Health Service. She's very, she did the script. It's all very polite. Mm-hmm. And my initial reaction is, oh, get, get out of it, you it. Wow, yeah. But what I said was, thank you for being so polite. I'm not going to engage with you today, but I wish you the very best of luck. And you know what she did? She went, oh, um, oh, thanks, bye. Put the phone down straight away. Boom, wallet, there you go, have it. Well, I, if they survey, if they tried to survey me some yesterday, some woman came on and said, "Look, oh. I don't give a free survey. You deposit a hundred pounds in my bank, yes. and I will ring you back and give you some advice for five minutes." Okay. So that's it. I Go had a, a surprising phone call the other day from a charity. Oh yeah. Wanting to ring up and thank me for my donation, I thought, "Here oh, we go. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. She's going to ask me for more money." She went, so that's all I wanted to say. Thanks very much. Oh, they no, no. That's even worse. They've learnt from that old woman. They've learnt from the the fuori that has surrounded charities phoning up. So they are they're doing reverse no. reverse psychology. No. Yes. When you when I tell you which yes. charity it was, you'll know exactly why they did that. Um, say it in my ear. You need uh, to press a button so I can hear what you're saying. Sorry, me no. Oh, okay, right, okay. Right. Uh, Dennis, uh, there's just, another way. Dennis. It turns out they're just really nice. Oh, I love Dennis. Dennis, what you got for us, buddy? <laughs> well, you were talking about this uh, <laughs> people going back to places where they were born. Or yeah. well, I was born ninety years ago, in Manchester, and I went. I was there up to five years old, and forty years ago, I went back to the place, the pub I was born in, and. Uh, oh, they. They were still there, nice people, had a nice time. Uh, and I looked around, I had a look where I was. I guess, I guess your, um, um, uh, your, your, your mum gave birth to you in a pub? Yeah, yes. Did she, yes. Did she have a lock-in? In did she have a lock-in? I don't know. Huh? I don't know, because my father okay. pushed off. He, he picked me up, I suppose, by my heels, looked down at me, wasn't yes. looking at my face, and said, he's not one of mine, No. and pushed off. I, so I uh, didn't see him till well, I was about 46. Wowzers. I, I sorted him out as well. And, well <laughs> how did that go at 46? Well, it was, it was nothing. It didn't mean a damn thing to me. I just I remembered when I was about nine years old, I heard my mother saying to someone else in another room, he lives at 40 Crowlands Avenue, Romford, oh. Essex. Oh, yeah. And I remembered that all my life until I was about 45. Yeah. And I'd been watching a film where this, this sort of thing went on. And I thought, I wonder if the old man still lives there. And yeah. so I, I rang the number and I said, uh, are you uh, Norman Brooks? He said, yeah. I said, well, shockingly, I said, I'm your son. Uh-oh. 
I went to see him. Yeah, how did it go? <clears throat> well, he'd, he'd got a lovely lady living with him where she'd changed her name by Deep Paul. Yeah. She was a lovely... I was a nicer as a grandmother. She was nice, but yes. I had no feeling whatsoever for him. I took photographs of his grandsons. My youngest one was then about four. Yeah. And he wanted to see the children. I said, oh, no, you upset my mother in the first place. I will bring you photographs until such times as my boys learn to keep their trap shut. Yeah. I said, but I'm not having my mother upset. I could just imagine going to Manchester with the boys at Christmas and one of them saying, oh, yeah. nanny, we saw granddad, you know. That would have really pushed, because she had a form of epilepsy. Yeah. And De- that would have really upset her. Dennis, I wasn't having that. I, I, so I've I've about three times. Dennis. Faded away. For, for, I'm genuinely, for the first time ever... Slightly interested in what you've got to say. Sorry. That would, so don't do it again, will you? No, I won't. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A4421, that's been closed in both directions between Stratton Audley Road at Fringford and the A41 at Finmere. That's because of an accident where a lorry's overturned near New- Newport Purcell. Graham called to tell us about that. On the M1 South Graham Andrew this, Hughes. Graham that. Was it, well, someone, he did. I'm, well, I'm grateful. Yeah, well, as someone... Thanks, Graham. Uh, you're, you're grateful. As someone tweeted, Russ tweeted, have I tuned into the flipping Graham show? It's Graham this, Graham that. Oh, Graham, we love you. No oh, one's tweeted that. Oh, I'm going to read Retweeted. I'm retweeting it. <laughs> All right, Len. Now, retweeted. Graham is. <laughs> if you love Graham so much. But Mike, Mike told me about the M1. Oh, now one. it's Mike, now is it's it? Now Mike. Oof. Yep. It's the from Junction 12 for Flitwick to 11 for Dunstable. And the M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. Also on the North Circular Road, it's slow from the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover towards Wembley. And having a look at the train departure wards, there are no problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, it's been confirmed that a family who died when their plane crashed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. Fiona Hewitt, her husband Richard and their two teenage children, Harry and Felicity, were on a sightseeing tour in Quebec when their aircraft came down on a mountain. It's being claimed that a road in Luton where a three-year-old girl was killed needs improvements to make it safer. Maya Shahzad's family have asked a former policeman to look at the layout of Dunstable Road, even though the council insists it's safe. And a 103-year-old man from Hertfordshire with dementia handed over £60,000 after being bombarded with catalogue offers. Leslie Jubb from Welling Garden City was placed on a so-called suckers mailing list over a 10-year period. The weather will be mainly dry but breezy with the odd shower in places. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Man United have returned to the Champions League group stages in style, beating Club Bruges 4-0. Captain Wayne Rooney scored a hat-trick to help complete a 7-1 aggregate victory. Boss Louis van Gaal says he never doubted Rooney would get back to scoring. I have uh, given him always the confidence what a player needs, but I think Wayne has a very strong mentality and with his level he always shall come back. And he proved this evening. But uh, still, it's a long way for him also. 
Stuart Lancaster's poised to confirm Sam Burgess in his England Rugby World Cup squad today. The Bath Rugby League convert will be included, likely at the expense of centre Luther Burrell. But the former England coach Dick Bess says he wouldn't pick the former Rugby League bruiser. I hope they pick Slade. I'm a great fan of uh, footballers rather than bashers. The way I see the centres going is... They'll go for the, the tried and tested four horses of, of Barrett and Burrow with Jonathan Joseph there as the, the strike runner and uh, hopefully they'll play Slade who's a truly gifted footballer who's got versatile roles to his game. And in athletics and following her heptathlon disappointment, Britain's Katerina Johnson-Thompson is through to the long jump final at the World Athletics in Beijing after leaping 6 metres 79. Yesterday, Usain Bolt and rival Justin Gatlin both won their semis to set up a second sprint final of the week. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a man so fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Makes Eastwood look so fine Okay, this is what we're going to do this is, this is my deal with you, dear listener We are going to get Lee Majors on this show He's still alive, he's 73 He's just married a 40-year-old woman who's got a funny eye uh, I've just Googled him We're going to get Lee Majors on this show I'm going to set myself six months to get Lee Majors on this show And here's my promise If we don't get Lee Majors on this show in the next six months, I quit I quit. I will walk away from BBC Three Counties Radio. That's how confident I am I'm going to get Lee Majors on this show. Yeah? If you want. Sorry? If you want. Okay, the other one? He's got a new wife. Yes. Well, I've just heard the song. He's going to be busy. She's 40. One of their eyes goes like that. Well, maybe that's what he's into. I'm going to send you... um, Let me send you the picture. Um, You Googled, right? Well, she is. Did you Google Google? (laughs) She's Googling Lee Majors' wife's eye. Wife's eye. I'm just saving it. Wife's eye. I'm going to save that on desktop and I'm going to send it to you two ladies and you'll go, oh yeah! That's the exact noise I know you're going to make. What's your name? Catherine and the other one. The other one. Lee Major's wife's eye. I've put an apostrophe there, Catherine. Is that Uh, all right? Well, it depends where you put it. (laughs) Lee Major's wife's eye. Hang on a second. 
Um, we uh, scroll down. Computers really are. We're going right down to the bottom. There we go. Save the image. Send. You should get that now. Let's get the reaction live on oh, yeah. air. There it is. Right, open open up. it. Oh yeah. Mm, it's not really. Uh, excuse me. What's her left eye doing? She's gorgeous. One, one eye's gone to the shops. The other one's coming back with the change. I don't think it it's is. It's on the side of her face. Tell you what, though. No. I Lee think Majors she is. has aged well, hasn't he? Lee Majors has uh, plastic Smoke. surgery I mean, well, I hasn't think he? There's, yeah, he's, there's a tightness there. <laughs> he's there's... look good. He's seventy-three. And he's, she's 40. He dresses like my granddad when he was going out. Jim! Jim! No, oh, Jim's gone. Get Jim oh, back. Oh, Jim! Get Jim back. I wanted to speak Jim to Jim. Jim's important point. Get, get Jim, get Jim back. Get Jim point back. Point of order. Get Jim. Who's going to call Jim? So Me, I know, I'm going to phone you, him. You call. You so call. Where the heck have you been? All right, mate, calm down. Do you not think the eye's a little bit uh, sly? No, not in the slightest. You can't hide your wonky eye. I don't even think that's wonky. Wait, whoa. Hello, Jim, Get you. me another one. No, that's the only one I can find. I don't. Th- I think you're wrong. It goes up. No, it doesn't. It, it goes that's fine. up. Jim. Calimera, yeah. Ah, Tikanis. Calinexa. Ah, Calispera. Yeah. Another Calis. This is this is an important bit about scums and scammers. About scums and scammers. The scums that do the scammers. Yeah, about five minutes ago, Dennis. Yes. He says that he deals with them by firstly telling them that he's an undischarged bankrupt. Okay, fair enough. Yes. The second one is, he says to them, oh, look, little darlings. What? I, why don't you put 100 quid in my bank account? That's exactly what they want you to do. Oh! That's a bit of information. Oh, you no! They want your number. That's what they want. Oh, Catherine's, Catherine's about to make up. a really dull point. Here we go. I yeah, hate to spoil yeah. I hate to spoil the indignation party, but yeah. actually he was not yeah. talking about scammers at that point. He was talking about market research surveys. Yeah, but we don't know that they're not scammers. Hey, Jim is making a, a good... You're making a good... He's making a good point. Jim, you're making a good point. Catherine's yeah. still talking, but the microphone is off. Congratulations on your show, Ian. Sorry, what, what happened? What have you heard? Who, who have you been speaking to? No, I've been listening to you since you come back from holiday. It's been or... good, isn't it? Huh? That's why they renewed the contract. Yeah, in your face, haters. <laughs> but seriously, anyway, six, yeah. mo- six months, Jim. If we don't get Lee Majors on this show within the next six months, I'm out of here. A bit, a bit of good news, Ian. I'm taking the dog for a walk at Woburn. And That's great news, Jim. I really wish you that you and the dog the very best of luck. Right, have we got players for iPod Roulette? Yes. Is one of them Jamie? Because he's just t- tweeted saying, I'm ready for iPod Roulette. No. But, he didn't ring in. Well, no. if Jamie's available, he could be the judge. We haven't got a judge yet, have we? Uh, yeah, right, get Jack. Right, okay. So, where's Grumps? Get, get Grumps on. He can be the judge, okay, while I explain the rules. We've got Rosie, is the, who's the reigning champion. Morning, Rosie. Morning. You are the reigning champion. How has your life changed since you won the uh, inaugural iPod roulette on Monday morning? Oh, well, I've been gone up early on my lie in day. That was a change. <laughs> that's, I believe, no, I've, I, I believe that's passive aggression. No, certainly are, not. Are you sure? No, only my. my I'm a bit confused. I've got woken up my husband's like, quick, quick, get up, get up. Even what, to d- today? Yeah. Oh, do we wake you up today? Yeah. Oh, flipping it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I must hate us. work Thursdays, that's the... Uh, who, n- nor do I. Patrick's on the line. Morning, Patrick. <laughs> Morning, Ian. How you doing? I'm good, thank you, Patrick. Now, Patrick, you reckon you can uh, knock uh, Rosie off of her sleepy throne? Yes, I'm definitely um, fully charged and ready to go on this. Well, thank goodness for that, because when we played this the other day, no one's uh, iPods were charged up. How nuts is that? I uh, plugged h- it in. How many songs have you got on there, Patrick? Approximately 250. Now, this is what I don't understand, right? My iPod, I've got just over 19,000 songs. <laughs> oh, my, oh, sorry. 
On my computer, I've got about 37,000 mm. songs. How can you have just over 200 on there, Patrick? Because I know what I like. Mm, a bit narrow. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> oh, the trash talking is, is starting already. What kind of... What are you... Uh, Patrick, what are you hoping comes up this morning? On your iPod? I really, I, I really don't know at all. I'm just... I don't know. I'm just quite excited about the whole thing, so I'm just waiting to see what happens. It's a very exciting moment for us. Say hello to you, Judge. It's Grumpy Jamie. Morning, Jamie. Morning, boss. Yeah, are you feeling grumpy? I'm very grumpy today. Excellent stuff. What's made you grumpy, or is it just life in general? Life in general. That's what we like to hear. Now, Jamie, you are the judge. What kind of... Just give us a flavour of the kind of stuff that you like. Varied. Um, That's really eagles, helpful. The Eagles. Yeah. Oh, the, no, the, you're right. It's really varied. So, late 70s rock. Yeah. Uh, old men with guitars. Definitely. Okay, well, that's, that's, that's great stuff. That's really good to know. Here we go. So, <laughs> Rosie's panicking. Right. So, uh, Patrick, we, as the challenger, we're going to let you go first. Do you know the rules? Uh, yes, I think I'll put it on shuffle, see what comes up, and then I just let you, and if it's really bad, I get another go. You get one pass, okay? One pass, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, uh, Patrick, uh, spin, spin, spin the wheel. Let's see what comes up first. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Right, right, um... Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, wow, now, Patrick. Now, now, Patrick, you see, think very carefully, because in some quarters, what a rubbish song. Yes. In other quarters, what a classic song. It's a tough one. I need, <laughs> you, no, I'm, I'm going to go for it, because I love that song. Yeah? Bonnie yeah. Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. OK, Rosie, spin your wheel. OK. Here we go. I squeeze... Yeah. Putting muscles from a shell. Oh, Mate, this has got to be, Ooh. in all my years, I mean, this is only the second time I've ever played it, in all my years of playing this, that's got to be one of, those, those are two of the best hands that have ever, <laughs> ever come up. Are, are you going to stick with that one, Rosie? Yeah, I love Squeeze. Not only is Squeeze good, um, um, by the way, um, um, uh, I've got to sort this out, I think we've got Tilbrook on the show next week. <gasps> I think Tilbrook's on the show. I've got to send an email to check that out. I, I was, I was talking Kenny's to Kenny's got a story about that. Don't ask her. Okay. Um, <laughs> of all the squeeze songs, that's a good one. It's a good story, though. Jamie. Yes, sir. Bonnie Tyler, totally... Well done. Total Eclipse of the Heart versus Squeeze, Pulling Muscles from a Shell. It's down to you, boss. Squeeze all day long. Oh, I'm not, inter not interested in your hobbies, mate. I just want to know <laughs> which, which song you're going to pick. Pulling muscles from a shell. Pulling, pulling muscles from a shell. Okay, it's round two. Uh, uh, you both got your passes. Rosie, you get to go first. Spin the wheel, please. Pass. Well, hang on. You've got to tell <laughs> us what it is first. first. What is it? Starry, starry night. Oh, by, oh. by, by, by uh, boring old Fart McLean. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And you're passing on that. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Bearing in mind what Jamie it. likes. He likes boring old music. Mmm... It's not exactly an old man with a guitar, though, is it? Well, no, he's literally... Old man with a microphone. He's literally an old man with a guitar. But you've said pass, so you have to pass. So spin it again. What comes up next? Florence and the Machine. <laughs> Hurricane Drunk. Ah, oh, true. Oh, OK, OK. I, 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 I don't I know whether Jamie will agree. I would have stuck with the first one. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> where you go? What have you got? Uh, here we go. Pencil full of lead, Paolo Natini. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Look at you two old people trying to sound hip. All right, uh, Jamie. Yes, sir. If she'd have stuck 
with... I like both of them. If she'd have stuck with um, Starry Starry Night, would that have won? Possibly, yeah. OK, he's a man of mystery, this uh, grumpy old... OK, you've got Florence and the Machine, Hurricane... Was it Hurricane? Hurricane Drunk. Pe- versus Pencil Full of Love uh, by Paolo Led. Nettini. From Lead. Pencil Full of Lead. Which one's it going to be, Jamie? It's going to be Paolo on that one. Oh! We, it, we go to a, a sudden death tiebreaker. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A4421 has been closed in both directions between uh, between Bicester and Buckingham because lorries overturned near Newton Purcell. It's causing delays for the Stagecoach X5 service, as we're being told. On the M1 southbound, there are queues from Junction 12 for Flitwick to 11 for Luton. But all the lanes have reopened. It's very slow because it's through the roadworks where a lorry broke down earlier. In Clophill on the A507, it's a bit slow at Junction at uh, the A6 for Bedford Road. And also the A5 southbound in Markgate is busy between Lynch Hill and the M1 at Junction. Line for Redbourne. In Hardwick on the A413, it's looking very slow at the moment on the speed sensors between Lower Road at Hardwick and New Road in Weedon. On the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Scott, very excited at the prospect of getting Lee Majors on the show. He says if we get him on the show, he'll love me forever. Actually, he says he'll love himself forever, but he says. At the beginning of The Fall Guy, The Fall Guy was my favourite show. At the beginning, he's in the bath that comes all the way up to his neck. He is. He says, I used to beg my mum for... <laughs> I can't read it. I, I used to beg my mum for a Fall Guy bath. <laughs> because she only let me have one cup, one that came up to the top of a cup because we were poor. Oh it's a waste of hot water. But mum, please, I want a full guy bath. <laughs> oh dear. I'm sorry you never got the full guy bath. Uh, we'll do our best to make sure that we get the full guy on. Uh, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Foreign Office has confirmed that a family who died when their plane crashed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. There are renewed calls to improve the layout of a road in Luton following the death of a three-year-old girl. Let's get the weather, here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning to you. There's still some showers around today, but it will turn out to be a drier day than we saw yesterday without those torrential deluges that we got for much of the day yesterday. So today, a little bit drier, but there are some showers just creeping into parts of uh, Beds, Butts and Hearts at the moment. Some of them this morning could turn out to be quite heavy, but they won't last for too long. They'll be blown along quite swiftly in that fairly brisk southwesterly wind. Any showers this afternoon will tend to be a bit lighter. They'll be fewer and further between. There will be some long, dry spells of weather too, and also some sunshine at times. It's feeling a bit cooler, a bit less muggy than it did yesterday, and we're looking at top temperatures of up to 19 or 20 degrees. Now, into this evening and overnight, it will turn dry. We're looking at lows of 11 or 12 degrees. So a fairly chilly start to the day tomorrow. And then tomorrow, it looks like it's going to be a pretty nice day. Just the very, very small chance of one or two showers, but I think we are going to stay dry. There'll be plenty of sunshine around and much lighter winds as well. Highs of around 20, 21 degrees. And then by the time we get into the bank holiday weekend, again, Saturday is looking dry, but it will turn wet on Saturday night into Sunday. Heavy showers possible on Sunday, possibly a rumble too of thunder. And then it's looking dry again on Monday, but still quite a lot of uncertainty regarding this weekend. So uh, do keep tuned to the forecast. Okay, thank you very much indeed. 
Okay, we haven't got time for. Um, uh, we we were going to be playing uh, this trail for Yasmin. Every Sunday night from six. She, yeah, Yasmin Khan. Just... Yasmin Khan. It's a good show. It's well worth having a listen. We haven't got time for that. We're currently uh, one all in iPod Roulette. It's the reigning champion, uh, Ribena Rosie. Good morning, Rosie. Good morning. Versus. Uh, good morning again. You, are you still <laughs> upset that we got you out of bed for this? No, I'm delighted. Okay, that's great. Um, okay. Uh, uh, what was that? that? Was a cough, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and Patrick. <laughs> morning, Patrick. Morning, Ian. Patrick, it's one all so far. Did you think you'd ever get this far in a, a game of iPod roulette? Well, not against why being a Rosie, because she's a bit of a legend, isn't she? She's a bit of legend, isn't she? <laughs> she is legend. And um, we've got Grumpy Jamie as the judge. Morning, Grumpy Jamie. Morning. Yeah, uh, yeah how are you, are you settling into your judging role? Judges at, at sporting events, quite they have to be miserable, don't they? Definitely. So difficult, long. so difficult talking to this bloke on the radio. <laughs> right, who's going next? It's right, it's um, Patrick's go. Right, last round, Rosie. Uh, uh, you've used your pass, Patrick. You've still got a pass, Patrick. Right. You don't have to use it if you don't want to. Spin, 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 spin the wheel. Spin, spin. Here we go. Here we go. Oh yeah, I'm definitely having this one. What is it? Higher and higher, Jackie Wilson. Oh, oh, like that. oh! That you've you've basically just played a joker in the last round. Oh. Higher <laughs> and higher, Jackie Wilson. It's it's almost unbeatable, Rosie. No, I, no, I like that song. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not meant to like it. I know. All right, let's, uh, uh, Rosie. It's, it's your last spin. You could be about to lose your crown, which I think you, you may consider to be a great relief. But go on, let's, <laughs> go on. What, what have you got? Take it easy by the Eagles. Oh! Oh, oh. now! Now! Oh, hang on a second. Hang on one second. Have you have you actually got Take It Easy by the Eagles? Yeah. You can play it. Could, play it now. Go. Oh, no, it's shuffled on. Oh, OK. Can, have you got someone there you can show it to that will verify it? Because when Jamie came on, we asked what were his favourite groups. He went the Jam and the Eagles. Oh, dear, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> This is on. Well, I mean, I mean, we have had two of the best hands ever. The first round, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart versus Squeeze, Pulling Muscles from Michelle. Anyone's guess? Impossible. Which which side does the the coin fall on? And then this one, Jackie Wilson, Higher and Higher versus Take It Easy by the Eagles. Isn't it well, taking it easy? It and it's scooped onto the next one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Um. um all right. Well, we no, we go to um, Grumpy Jamie. Grumpy Jamie. Yes, mate. There's actually only one by the Eagles on the whole thing, and that's it. No, but the okay. thing is that that song's a bit, uh, a bit flaccid, isn't it? No, Eagles-wise, it's the, take it easy. Oh, I was running down the road trying to loosen, loosen my load. load. Got seven women on my mind. Yeah. One's trying to own me. me. The other wants to bone me. <laughs> and Stone seven's me. a little bit behind. A, a ticket easy. <laughs> a ticket. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's the best song the Eagles ever recorded. No, oh, by a mile. By a mile. It's what? Here we go. Jamie, you're not judging them, are you? Bam, 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 Take it easy, don't let the sound of your own wheels drag you crazy. Well, you still can, don't let the child understand. 
Pulitzer's turn to make your stand. And tickety! We've got a councillor on the line. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Rosie, you can turn it off. Right, right. You can turn it off now. You can turn it off. (laughs) But that Jackie Wilson. I know, I do like that. Go on, carry on, Jamie. Oh, sorry, mate. No, Jamie, go on. You take it away, boss. Away you go. Fantastic song. It has to be the Eagles. Sit, well, just, just, just. Oh, my God. You have to sing. Jamie, could you sing us a bit more of it? Because that sounded delightful. Uh, I can't really, but uh, you still, I think it goes something like, I was standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Such a fine sight to see. It's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford. Slowing down to take a look at me. And that's how it goes, I think. Oh. And you're well done, Jamie. Good sport. And you're saying that Rosie's the winner? Definitely. Rosie, you're the reigning champion, Patrick. Good effort, mate. <laughs> Well, pa- thank you very much indeed. It was a pleasure taking part. Oh, what a right, what mate. a beautiful loser! I like Jackie oh. Wilson, uh, Patrick. I would have chosen you. Uh, it could have, it could have gone. It. Patrick, you're a good sport, yeah, Rosie. I would have chosen Jackie Wilson. <laughs> Rosie, tomorrow at half past seven. Pardon. Thanks very much. See you then. <laughs> That's Jamie, a yes. Jamie, tomorrow at half past seven. Definitely, boss. Thank you very much indeed. Until we start getting celebrities involved, Jamie is my uh, judge du jour. Okay. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. <sighs> right. Enjoyed that. Uh, now, road crews in Bucks are experiencing verbal and physical abuse on a daily basis. That's according to the County Council. They say there's been an increase in reports of abuse during the summer road improvements. Workers have reported having abuse hurled at them from drivers and even being threatened with weapons. Uh, well, Councillor Mark Shaw is the Cabinet Member for Transport. Morning, Mark. Morning. How so, are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So, what's happening? Well, I mean, we've been doing an awful lot of work on the roads uh, this summer. We've spent £28 million on improving the road network. But what we're finding is that um, people are getting very frustrated, taking that frustration out on our crews, being aggressive, being rude. And we're just launching a campaign to try and remind people that these are real people. They're people's parents, they're people's husbands, wives. Show just a little bit of respect, keep a bit calm. Every day this is happening... Yeah, I mean, as I said, we're working throughout the whole county doing a number of different projects, and we understand that people get frustrated if they can't get to work as soon as they want to because the road is closed or there's a diversion. But as I said, what we're asking is for people to just show a little respect, calm down, give an extra couple of minutes to get to work, and it will be all right. But don't what, I don't understand around. why they're having a go at the, the people working on the roads. I mean, yeah, of course it's frustrating you get stuck in traffic, but why... Uh, what are they? Obviously, don't use the bad language, but what are they having a go at them for? They're having a go because they're delayed. Uh, they can't use their usual route. They're being diverted, um, and, and and people get aggressive, especially first thing in the morning and last thing in the evening when they want to get home. And you know, it's it's really difficult. Our guys are out there doing a fantastic job, but they're suffering uh, an awful lot of abuse. And instead, that's why we've launched this campaign. Just think of a little respect, really. Um, so, what, how, what, how is this? What, what exactly are you doing then to stop people, you know, doing doing the coffee gesture and uh, appropriately, you know, inappropriate language to these people? What, what, what is this campaign? Well, as I said, we've, we've launched this campaign, and the campaign is really um, based around saying, look, the people out on the roads are someone's husband, they're someone's wife, they're someone's father, someone's mother, brother, loved one. Just think how you would want someone to show respect to you your mum and dad to your brother or sister and just show that respect to those people working out on the road they're doing a hard job in difficult conditions look at the weather today you know just show a bit of respect uh mark i i i just seem odd that anyone would uh, would would have a go at someone who's, who's doing a job like that i hope it works and um let's hope that um you know those people uh 
don't get abused on their jobs. Thank you, Mark. Councillor Mark Shaw, Cabinet Member for Transport. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, we'll have that half past seven tomorrow. Uh, Ribena, Rosie, a, a, a crushing victory there. Crushing. 2-1. Yeah. Uh, we'll have Jamie as the judge unless we can get some, if we get an old pop star. What old pop stars live around here? Mm. Kiki D. <laughs> no! Does she? Yeah. Oh, let's get Kiki... Can we get Kiki D I on? I try. Last time I rang, she didn't return my call. I don't know I've said something. Um, what, was this, what was that song? Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Well, she went breaking your heart. She did. She, uh, don't no, go breaking she, my heart, did, don't go leaving a message. Did, did you ever hear Amoureuse? That's beautiful that she did. No. Paul Young's from Luton. He won't do it, he's grumpy. No, he's not. Y- I've yes, interviewed he him, he's delightful. He got, he got robbed by um, Gino De Campo. Yeah, I know, but no, it was not a long Gino time DeCampo, ago. He's... The chef. Yeah. Gino De Campo's the judge. He's no, the he's the chef. Who's the judge? I don't know. I served Paul Frankie Young Frankie Yeah, Frankie Dettori, the um, judge. No, he's not the judge, he's the jury. Who's the executioner? No, let's forget it. You served Paul Young? In a shop. Oh, that's really... Um... I interviewed him, he was nice. OK, well then, why did my mum tell me that he was grumpy when I was in the 80s? Maybe he was in the 80s. Well, she camped outside his house. <laughs> I don't know. OK, well, let's get... Can we get a pop star for tomorrow? Because actually, Jamie got right on my nerves. OK, we'll Thanks. try. Cheers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A4421 in both directions in Fringford, between Bicester and Buckingham, that's been closed because of a lorry that shed its load between Stratton Audley Road at Fringford and the A421 at Finmere. It's affecting Stagecoach X5 services. On the M1 southbound, it's very busy at Junction 12 for Flittick and also the M40 northbound is slow at Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and turning for the A40. On the A413 southbound in Hardwick, it's very slow from Lower Road at Hardwick towards New Road in Weedon. And on the trains patch boards, there are no delays at the moment, but the, if you're losing, using the underground, the Bakerloo line suspended between Harrow and Wilson and Queen's Park. Samantha Ruff, BBC Sammy, Three Counties Radio. Yes. We, ev- everyone's getting involved in the Trav today. Um, oh. Murph has sent me an email about a travel update. Do, you want, do I give it to you now or do I do it off air? Well, how much do you trust it? Well, he's a regular contributor to the show, so shall I do it on air now? Go for it, I reckon. Okay, Murph says, Ian, could you please tell the traffic lady the A5 in Watford is closed? Okay. A, a lorry carrying. Yeah, well, he's, he's just, he just says a lorry carrying strawberries is overturned. It's causing a massive jam. Is that real? Is that real? Did you make that up, Ian Lee? No, no. The, the, the A5 in Watford is closed. <laughs> a lorry. He says here, a lorry carrying strawberries is overturned. He says there's a massive jam. I don't think I don't believe it. Are well, the, could you have a look at the cameras on the A5 <laughs> in Watford? I'll apparently, check and see if any cars are getting jammy then. The lorry carrying strawberries is over terms, and he says <laughs> it's a massive jam. I'll have a look. Okay, thanks so much. <laughs> Deary me. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five, and uh, someone's texted. If you want to hear Dennis's story about his dad, go and listen to the Justin Dealey show. He told him about it all all the other week. Okay, well, thanks, Dennis. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Lee Acknew. The headlines, a British family killed in Canada, were from Milton Keynes. Renewed calls to make a Luton Road safer and fans of Terry Pratchett queue for his final BBC's book. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The foreign officers confirmed that a family who died when their plane crashed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. Fiona Hewitt, her husband Richard and their two teenage children, Harry and Felicity, were on a sightseeing tour in Quebec when their aircraft came down on a mountain. Neighbours say it's terrible news. A lovely couple, lovely family, very close-knit family, a very cheerful lady. Fiona was very cheerful, always smiling. It's very shocking to know something's happened like that. Very lovely family. They always used to see, always used to say hello to each other, and I just pray that they rest in peace. It's been claimed that a road in Luton where a three-year-old girl was killed needs improvements to make it safer. Maya Shahzad was shopping with her family last August when she was hit by a bus in Berry Park. Her family have asked a former policeman to look at the layout of Dunstable Road, even though the council insists it's safe. Her uncle Zubair says it's not the first time concerns have been raised. This has been going on for years now. People have been ranting about this situation, about the safety, about the obstructions, about the buses, but nothing's been done. And to be honest, I don't think nothing else will be done because it will be a cover-up. A 103-year-old man from Wellin handed over £60,000 after being bombarded with catalogue offers. Leslie Jubb, who has dementia, was placed on a so-called suckers mailing list over a 10-year period. His daughter Nova says deep down he realised what was happening but was too embarrassed to say. They used to send these um, prize drawers saying that he'd won a plasma television uh, or he'd won a lot of money. The money used to attract him. He was so brainwashed. Underneath, he realised that he'd been um, sort of tricked, but he didn't want it. It was the embarrassment of it. Fans of the Buckinghamshire author Sir Terry Pratchett queued up overnight to buy a copy of his final novel. The Shepherd's Crown was written in the months leading up to his death from Alzheimer's disease. These fans were treated to a late-night reading of part of the book. I've literally grown up reading Terry Pratchett's books, so it's very poignant and it's the last opportunity for the fans to do this. You'll get tears, you'll get smiles, you'll get fantasy, you'll get excitement, all wrapped up in one book. It's devastating. I'm going to be honest. No more books. We've dedicated so much of our life to just Yeah. I think this book, and certainly from the reading that we had tonight, is going to be a bit of a memoriam to Terry. So I'm really looking forward to reading it, but by the time I put this book down, I'm going to be really bereft. In sport, Wayne Rooney scored a hat-trick as Man United made it past Club Bruges to return to the group stages of the Champions League. The game ended 4-0 with United winning 7-1 on aggregate. And the weather will be mainly dry and breezy with the odd shower in places. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Mum, I want a full guy bath! Fair play though, Scott. Your mum was right. That is such a waste of water. I mean... Uh. Ain't this game over yet? No, there's another 56 minutes of this game. So, so tight. You have two weeks off work, then come back. I'm shattered. Anyway, you can give us a call about whatever you want. You know the rules. Oh, we will be, um, ages ago, we um, we sent Daniel San out to ask, where were you at the age of 22? Where were you at 22? Hell no, we won't go. Uh, he's been sat out there for ages waiting for us to play it, and we keep having to bump it, because, you know, fun stuff happens. We'll play it in this hour. I promise, Daniel San, we'll play it in this hour. Do you really promise? I don't know. It's a BBC promise. 
which means... Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, right. Okay. Last summer, a three-year-old girl was out shopping with her family when she was hit by a bus on Dunstable Road in Luton. The coroner concluded Maya Shazad's death was a tragic accident and no one was to blame, but her parents disagreed which is why they commissioned an independent survey into the safety of the road layout. These results are in now. Let's speak to the family's lawyer, Attic Malik. Uh, morning, Attic. What, what more can you tell us about this survey's findings? Um, the survey's findings were very interesting. At the time of this um, incident, there was a big outcry about the road layout in Bury Park in Luton by the family and the local community. But the concern that we had was, are these concerns just emotional concerns or are they actually objective? Because the council at the time had various statistics and were very strong in stating that the road layout is absolutely safe. So we commissioned um, an expert who is an ex-police officer of 30 years who worked with police forces doing action reconstructions, attending fatal accident sites, etc. And in actual fact, what we did was we gave this expert absolutely no information about the um, incident. What we said to him is, look, our, we have a concern about the layout of Park. I want you to come down and take a look for yourself and give us your thoughts on what you think is safe or dangerous about it. And he did that. And the amazing thing is that the same concerns that lay people had is what he's picked up on. And in summary, those concerns are, um, in the Bury Park area, you have road humps that go through and nobody seems to know um, who has the right of way of those road humps, whether it's the drivers or the pedestrians. And he's observed pedestrians even rushing across these road humps in a hurry, hoping that the driver will stop his car. So that's a concern that everybody else had. And he's observed and stated that there should be some sort of pedestrian crossing on that, or maybe zebra lines. Um, and also, most importantly, in the very park area, there are, there are black bollards going along the, the edge of the street. And what he's observed is that if there's a small child standing by those bollards, he could easily be shielded and out of the line of sight of a driver. Was, was, was um, Maya stood behind those bollards? See, this is the thing. It's a, it, Maya was very close to those bollards. But she, was she stood behind the bollards? Was she stood behind the bollards and shielded by the bollards? We don't know. Because the incident happened so fast, we don't know if she was standing behind the bollards or shielded. But there's a good possibility that well, 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 listen, you're a lawyer. I want, I want to deal in facts in this. I don't, the possibilities, you can understand, you know, that people's reputations are at stake here. Possibilities is not fair, is it? What does he, what does uh, Mr. Wynne Stanley, who, who did the survey, does he think that the, 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 the things he highlights as being yeah. potentially dangerous, does he think that they had uh, any of, uh, if, uh, are they the reason that Maya was, was knocked down? See, the report that we commissioned hasn't gone that far because that part of it is with the civil team dealing right. with the So the, the report says that improvements could be made. You could say that about pretty much any road. It doesn't say That's that right. these were the, the, the factors that caused her death. So the report is, is interesting, but yeah. in terms of the death, is, is irrelevant, isn't it? It's relevant and irrelevant. It's irrelevant in the sense that it doesn't apportion blame to the council for Meyer's death. And the reason for that is um, the stage at which the proceedings are at, so that is something that the civil team that are dealing with the baby mind incident are still dealing with. And that is something that if a report was commissioned more fully on that, will be dealt with in the county courts first before being released to the general public. This report was commissioned as a general report to see 
are the concerns of the family and the local community generally about the road layout of Lorry Park? Is there any strength or legs in that? Or is it just a case of people being emotional simply because there's been an incident? But but it's not but it, but it's irrelevant to this specific case because it doesn't refer to this specific case, and it doesn't. You could pick any road, and and there could be improvements made to it, but it doesn't say that these factors were the reason for for the tragic loss of that little girl. It, it doesn't draw any connection between it. So you could you just say, yeah. yeah, there are some things in this road that are bad. Is it connected to the death? I don't know. No, it, because the report wasn't the report wasn't commissioned. To assess that part of the side of well, it. Well, then why? Well, then that because seems that seems report, like a wasted opportunity. Well, no, it's not because if the the report that's been commissioned for that purpose, the proceedings investigation to that, they're still ongoing. Okay, so there may be something on that coming at a, at a later date, but that cannot be released at this stage because that would prejudice any proceedings. So the report that you have at this stage that's been released is a general report on is there a concern about the Royal Safety of Borough Park? Is there something that needs to be looked at? Because I've, when this incident happened, there was an emotional response. People were saying, yes, there are issues. And the local authorities said, no, there's not. It's absolutely safe. But in fact, we have an expert here saying, no, there are issues here. There are matters that need to be looked at. And one of the main things that, that comes out of this report is this. What everybody is concerned about is the width of the road layout there. Because if you look at the way the buses and lorries that go down there, they're very close to the kerb. Now, was my killed near the kerb? Yes, right next to the kerb. And was she killed on one of the three humps? Yes, right next to it. Okay. Yeah. It's very sad. Listen, it's, it's, it's more than very sad. That sounded really patronising. It's a tragedy. Of course, it's a tragedy. But uh, and when there are tragedies, we look for people to blame. Yeah. When sometimes there is no blame. Tragic things sadly happen. Absolutely. And, and, and my concern, my concern is, my concern is that the the and I will let you speak. I promise. Is yeah. that the, the the family are so uh, you know torn apart and distraught by this horrible horrible loss that they're looking to blame the bus driver or they're looking to blame a, a you know Mr Smith in the council. They want a name that they can point to and say that's the reason we lost our little girl when. Tragedies don't always work like that, do they? Well, well this is why I'm really glad you said this, and because it distinguishes the purpose of this report to that. That side of it, is there somebody to blame for the death in its totality, is something which is still being investigated. The family have not come out and said um, that, OK, we've had this matter investigated by our legal team and this is who's to blame. This report is more general. It is a reaction from a tragic death the community mm-hmm. is saying, look, is there a concern here? Forget blame about what happened here. That's a separate matter. But as a consequence of this, we as a community want to know, mm. is there a, a danger here? Because our families and you know, community uses this road stretch every day. Or are we just being emotional? Mm. And this is where this expert has come in. No hints or tips given to him about the Maya incident. He's simply been told, go down there, take a look and tell us, are there any danger points? And he's confirmed that there are in his opinion. So that is very powerful because no blame is being apportioned to the Maya case. I get it. But it comes out of the Maya case that report's been pressured. Yeah, I, 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 I get it now. Thank you for, for explaining that. Uh, so what, what do you want done? Well, now we are going to serve this report on the local authority. We, we've done it in a back-to-front way because what we wanted to do was serve it to the community first and the local media. Uh, it's going to be served on local authority. We're going to see what the response is. And it, depending on what response they give us, next steps will be taken. 
All right, um, you know, and I, 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 I really appreciate you at it coming on and, and letting me question you thoroughly because I want to get, I, you know, I, I, I want to get my head around this, and it's, well, I, I hope it in no way detracts from, you know, no, as a no, dad. Excellent, because the questions you've asked are the type of questions that everybody has out there, and it's very yeah. important to clarify. Yeah, and as, as a dad, you know, the the, the the loss of any kid is just heartbreaking. Attic, listen, uh, thanks very much. Keep in touch. Thank you. See you back. Cheers. There we go. It's the uh, the family's lawyer. Attic Malik, uh, 03459 455 555. I like Attic because um, he was the fella that was on the, um, on the 24 hours in police custody. Yeah, with the 999 number plate. And what, what was his thing? No, no comment. He was, he was the no comment guy. And I was about to say I like him because he answers, que- answers questions straight. He didn't on that programme, but that was his job. But um, I, I like it because you can give him a good grilling and he'll, he'll answer it. And you can, uh, I, he, he, he um, straightened out a few things in my head, mm-hmm. which is good. That, uh, got, that no comment thing, by the way. Yeah. I spoke to a copper mate of mine. Apparently, yeah. that's really common. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and they're all playing it. It's all a bit of theatre, isn't it? They're all yeah. playing again. Uh, any, uh, any Texas? Yes, we have uh, David Luton. Here we go. Click, click, flipping, click. Grr. I think he's talking about your mouse. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, what I do sometimes is I've started turning my my fader down. But wait, listen, just listen to the ambiance, and then I turn the fader off. Dead. You may not notice that unless you've got, um, you know, DAB or bat ears. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't think you can get silent mouses. Mice. Mice. Mouses? Mouses. I don't think you can get silent ones. Can you? Because you have to, you, you're clicking something. So there's going to be a click. I think there may be a reason that you have to have a click so you know that you've hit something. Well, no, you, it would, you'd, something would happen in front of you. Yeah, I know, but why? Hey, I mean, this seems like a massive design fault, though. I was distracted about two hours ago because Rory Catlin Jones, the BBC gadget expert, was controlling a drone. Do you know how he was controlling it? I'll show you. He had his mobile phone. He was just going like that. Really? And that was controlling Because it. you know what happened when, well, when I got my drone? Well, we, it attacked me. We've both had bits of our bodies lobbed off by yeah. those flipping drones. My instruction manual that came with the drone is covered in blood. Yeah, <laughs> so is mine. <laughs> so is mine. Uh, let's get the travel news from Sammy. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A4421 is still closed in both directions between Vista and Buckingham from Stratton Audley Road towards the A421 because of a lorry that's overturned and shed its load. In Dunstable on the A5 it's slow eastbound at West Street and in both directions on the A413 Bushmead Road it's very slow between Whitchurch and New Road in Whedon. On the motorways the M1's busy southbound from Junction 12 for Flittick to 11 for Dunstable and the M25 anti-clockwise is busy from Junction 25 for Enfield to 24 for Potter's Bar. It's also delays on the M40 northbound at Junction 5 for Stoke and Church, but there are no delays at the moment showing up in Watford because it doesn't even have the A5 in it. On the trains, London Overground has minor delays between Edmonton Green and Chesed because of a problem with the train, and if you're using the underground, the Bakerloo line is suspended at the moment between Harrow and Wilston and Queen's Park. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties well, Radio. okay, here's one that you have. Everyone's getting in touch Did with you believe th- that? The jam story? The lo- lorry load of strawberries. I think you had Ian Lee. There's no, no A5 and no jam in Watford. Okay, so there's no jam in Watford, despite someone claiming a lorry load of strawberries. Okay, well here's one. You uh, said it was on the A5. There's okay. no A5. Well here's one in Potton End. Everyone's getting in touch with flipping travel at the moment, right? <laughs> okay. Um, in Potton End, this is from Daz. Um, a lorry uh, full of superglue has shed its load, and so loads of people are stuck in traffic. Oh. Well, I'm having a look now then. You have a look, yeah. A lorry load of superglue mm-hmm. has shed its load. Loads of people are now stuck in traffic. 
There's loads of people going through that little village. Yeah, Potton End, I guess. A lorry load of super glue <laughs> has shed its load, and people are now stuck in traffic. What's a lorry driving through, doing driving through? It's a lorry load full of super glue. Like it's shed its, its load, and people are stuck in traffic. You, what, what particular road is that on? It's in Potton End. All I know is in Potton End. This is your job. In Potton End, <laughs> yeah, a lorry that's, full that's of super glue <laughs> has shed its load, and people are now stuck there. Well, they don't have any cameras in villages. Really? (laughs) Look into it, please, Sammy. A lorry load of super glue has shed its load, and people are now stuck in the trap. They're stuck in the traffic, Jonathan. I heard all about this. It sounds a disaster, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, I've got to do the headlines. It's 8.17. Hang on. Um, 8.17. It's Thursday, the 27th of August. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Neighbours of a family from Milton Keynes who've been killed in a Canadian plane crash have been expressing their shock at the news. The family of a three-year-old girl who was killed by a bus in Luton have made new calls to improve the layout of Dunstable Road. And fans of Terry Pratchett have queued overnight to buy his final novel. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. My coffee. You're rocking the uh, the blue. navy look today, I know, aren't you? It's all blue. Look at I'm, you. I tell you why. It's I'm like big... a stage hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing on the sofa in darkness. They won't see me. <laughs> How did that sofa get there? Um, no, I know. I've got loads of sh- all my clothes. I need to iron, um, and I just can't. I haven't got. I can't. It's a boring story. I can't be bothered. Is the short right. version of it. Haven't you got, you know, somebody who does that for you? Um, the wife. She's been away. She's only just got back <laughs> yesterday. So I meant more like a like a little company that come round in a Bedford Rascal van and pick up your shirts. No, not for the no. ironing of the shirts. I don't no. approve of paying for the ironing of the shirt. I don't disapprove. I'm not, oh, really? I don't feel strongly about it either way. I normally tend to iron the shirt the night before. Do you? But I just can't be bothered recently. A bit tired last night, so I went to bed. Well, so every day... You're standing there of an evening with your ironing board for thirty up. for thirty seconds. Yes, doing a, you can do a shirt in thirty seconds. Of course, you can do a shirt in thirty. Well, I, I, I exaggerate slightly. One minute maximum. Right. So I, I, uh, I. Why don't you just do do kind of seven shirts? Boring. Well, then they get creased in the wardrobe. What? You take them upstairs. <laughs> they get creased. You hang them up. They get creased. I've got a very packed wardrobe. Oh. So they get creased. We'll buy a bigger wardrobe. Oh, that's not a bad idea. This is getting very. <laughs> this is turning into a very expensive way of just, just doing yes. an ironing before. You get the ironing board up, scares the cat. That's a bit of fun, even though you know she's seen an iron ball for the last fourteen years. Plug it in. Well, listen to a little bit of um, BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't. I don't listen to the Mark Forrest show. I listen to. Um, I listen to Radio Four or a tape or something. Do you? And, oh, how cultured. Yes. And then I iron the shirt. Put it all back. Bish bash bosh. Beautiful iron shirt. Nice. Yes, that's my little glimpse into my life. Oh, More at the same time tomorrow, oh, guys. That's nice. Um, well, I forgot what I was going to say. What, I was listening to your consumer hour yesterday, and there was another great story that got me. And I, there's been some was crackers. It light, light bulb, light bulb man. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. He was the first one on, wasn't he? The light bulb man, the exploding light bulb. Yeah. It was a very dry first twenty minutes of the consumer hour yesterday. Very, very dry. Well, Jonathan, the light bulb. So what did the glass for? Well, basically, it came off. It was an LED. Now it's exposed. It's supposed to last for fifty thousand hours. Now, if you had it on for twenty-four hours a day for three years, it's still. Oh, Are you doing an impression, my uh, one of my consumers? Yes, I am. Oh. It was a. It costs six quid. 
The light bulb was six quid. I was going to phone up and offer him the six quid just to get him off the air <laughs> for crying out loud. It was he was phoning about, and then he then he. How much is the light bulb? Well, it cost me six quid. I think they're cheaper now. Oh, for Christ! Here's a fiver. Bye bye. Can you do that? Have you got like a kitty that you can just dip? If it's a really boring caller with a small amount of money, you just dip into it and then just get rid of them. Oh. It's a good idea. Well, when we've got a, an update for him, do you want me to give you a tip off so you can make sure you tune in? It went on for 20 minutes. Really? It was so long. Light bulb exploded. A, a it's five very... quid light bulb. <laughs> yes, but have you ever had a light bulb go bang? Yes. It's terrifying. <laughs> Tell you, mate, go and have a nice cup of tea. Don't phone up Jonathan Vernon Smith. It, honestly, it was 20 yeah. minutes well, of this. It was an LED bar. There's a lot to discuss. It's supposed to it's last not like 50,000 hours. It's not, not a standard light bulb. Oh, I mean, a standard light bulb, that would be a five-minute story, but an LED bulb. Just give him the five. Next time he calls up, say, there's a five quid. Bye-bye. Go on. We've got, we've got important stuff to I deal think with. you're missing the bigger picture I here. Think... Right, what's on your show today, please? Coming up on the uh, on the big phone in this morning from nine. Does it matter to you if immigration keeps going up? Figures from the Office of National Statistics, published later this morning at about half past nine, look certain to show net migration climbing above 320,000. It's casting yet more doubt on the government's ability to make significant cuts to the, to the numbers coming to Britain. The latest quarterly migration figures covering the 12 months to March 2015 are expected to show that the number of foreign-born people living in Britain has passed the 8 million mark for the first time and more than 3 million of them have become British citizens since arriving in the UK. If you remember back to the last election, uh, David Cameron said, well, the election before last, actually, he said that they would get immigration down and they'd get it down to tens of thousands. And he said, you know, we keep our promises, we will do that. He lied. Of course, coming up to the last election, it became very apparent that they hadn't managed to do that. And he came out and he said, well, you know, we haven't managed to do it. It's all the Liberal Democrats' fault. We're going to get it sorted. Now we find out that the figures have gone even higher or probably will have gone even even higher. Half past nine, we'll get those official figures this morning. So immigration keeps going up and up and up. But does it really matter? Ultimately... If immigrants are coming to the UK with the sole objective that they want to work, they want a job, mm. they want to to contribute to the country, does it really matter? Should we start leaving all this rhetoric of, well, we've got to cut immigration, we've got to stop all these foreigners coming over to the UK? Is it time to stop that and just accept, look, we live in Britain, the economy is doing pretty well. Compared to the rest of the world, the economy is doing pretty well. It is a natural result when you live in a country where the economy is doing well, the lots of people around the world are going to want to move there and work there. Should we just accept it, embrace it, and stop the whole idea of cutting immigration and getting all these foreigners out? From nine this morning, I'd love your call on 03459 455 555. Seven minutes past nine. What's that? I reckon by seven minutes past nine, someone will have said it's a small country and we haven't got any room for them. We'll see. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 20 minutes on the light bulb. I love the consumer hour. Honestly, the consumer hour is one of my favourite hours of radio in the week. I love it. Genuinely love it. 20 minutes on a light bulb. (laughs) Even tested my patience. 
Now, uh, when the family of a 103-year-old Hertfordshire man went to renovate his home, they discovered he'd been scammed for a decade. This is terrible, this story. Leslie Jubb's home in Welling was filled with useless and unwanted items he'd been convinced to order from catalogue companies. It seems the dementia patient's name was being passed from crook to crook after being added to a so-called suckers list. Well, um, his daughter, Nova Jordan, joins me now. Morning, Nova. Good morning. Must be very upsetting to um, know that Dad was on, uh, in inverted commas, a suckers list. It was, yes. Um, uh, um, it came as a, bit, a big surprise to, um, to my sister and I when we discovered um, this and we tried uh, our best to try and uh, stop him from being uh, influenced. But um, he was so um, um, wrapped into the um, system... So what did you find? You you went in over to to kind of you know sort his house out and do his house up a bit. What well, did, what did you find? Before we, before we did this, right? Um, we knew um, he'd been he'd been doing this for about ten years. He, um, I think when Mum passed on, um, he was lonely and um, and it was a uh, and he was he started receiving uh, mail through the post. Um, with remedies for for his to help his health, um, and um, he was attracted to them. So he um, he started um, um, buying things from. He started buying tablets first of all from a, a company called Vitamail, mm. and um, and then that sort of escalated. Um, and he started buying things from catalogues from scammers. Well, so, so, but the catalogue thing—if he was buying things from catalogues—was that a scam? Well, they were. Well, they are, uh, they, they were sort of catalogues sent from Vita Mail. Right. Okay. Okay. And, and they were kind he of. Was, um, he was picking out items for the house, uh, house, and um, and um, because he's, he was a very uh, intelligent man, this is yeah. what we couldn't understand, and very meticulous. And the stuff and, that um, he was ordering very from careful with his money. Yeah, the stuff that he was ordering for the house. Did those things arrive? Yes, yes, they did arrive. Right. But they also sent little free gifts. Oh, I see. Of, um, yeah. It was all the Chinese um, articles. Oh, blimey! Like um, watches and um, and, um, and 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 cheap um, jewellery. But it was all it was all junk. Yes, yes. How much um, do you how much do you reckon Dad spent? I don't know really. About well, I sh- it, he sent um, he was sending um, regular checks, daily checks, and um, postal and um, postal orders, and he was um, cycling up to the local um, post office to pick up the parcels. Oh dear! And. Um, uh, and this, uh, this, this was uh, regularly. I think it was because he, he just wanted something to do, and 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 because he, he, he was lonely, because he didn't see us um, much, because I was living in Kent and my sister lives in Geneva. Um, oh. Um, and Dad, Dad's still with us, is he? Yes, he he's, is. He's, he's, he's now. He went into respite. Yeah. And um, while we were, and we. We um, started doing the house up because we've had the bathroom and done up because it was old-fashioned and we had the kitchen done up and um, the outside. 
and um, and then we he was um, then we he was so settled in in the um, care home, and they had a spare room, so. Um, now he's he, now permanently in there, and now he's he in needs twenty four hour care. Yeah, and we now he's in the a, a so, care agency looking after him, and the neighbours used to um, pop in and uh, see he was okay. Um, and now he's in a care home. Is he being? He's, he's all right now. Is he's being well looked oh, yes, after? Yes, he's really well cared for. There, he's quite. He's a celebrity. Oh, <laughs> oh well, good. Well, well, good for he's him. Really, um, you know, he's he feels secure in there. Yeah. Well, listen, but I, I'm I'm sorry that you and your family had to go through that, and I'm glad that he's finally being looked after, Nova. Yes, he is now. Well, yes, brilliant. We've, we've got everything all under control. He's very lucky to have you as a daughter. No, but listen, yeah. I appreciate your time. I've got to, I'm going to bring in another voice on this very quickly. Thank you, Nova. Uh, Richard Thake, the Cabinet Member for Community Safety at Hearts County Council. Uh, how common is this kind of thing, Richard? Well, unfortunately, it's an, an, an international, worldwide problem, and... Uh, Currently, we reckon £3.2 billion pounds of uh, money in England, in Wales, in, in, in Great Britain is uh, being sent to these people, or people like these. Flipping heck. Um, yeah, uh, when did the, uh, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? Um, and and, and as, as, um, as Nova, uh, Nova just said, you know, it's intelligent people, it's vulnerable people that are looking for something. It's, it really struck me when she said it was when her mum died that he started sending off for this stuff. It's vulnerable, intelligent people being fleeced here, isn't it? It's not idiots. Uh, well, yes, yes. Well, no, it's not idiots. Uh, vulnerable, certainly, and uh, elderly people who are uh, prone to, uh, to, to uh, taking actions like this don't understand, probably don't understand, don't realise that, that they're being scammed. These, these companies are, in, are unscrupulous. They use inducements to uh, persuade people to purchase stuff at vastly inflated prices. Frankly, you wouldn't look at the catalogues twice if you looked at the price. I mean, uh, mm. something worth £2 probably being sold for £18, but the inducements that come with it are gradual blandishments, which make people think that they're getting a bargain or could get a bargain or win a prize. Frankly, if you're not in it, if you haven't bought a ticket, you, you're not going to win. And uh, we would suggest to people that believe that or think that they might be a uh, scam going on, contact trading standards and we will look into it. The difficulty is, of course, is that these people move their uh, their post offices, post around Vita, uh, this, this Vita company. Uh, we got in touch with them, um, explained to them that we thought they were uh, trading illegally. Uh, they just played all the right uh, noises, you know, basically said, yes, we want to become legal, oh. and then promptly moved their, pro- promptly moved their uh, offices out to France and then to Ireland. And they, they, they kind of play the system like that. Richard, uh, uh, thanks very much indeed. Richard Thake, Cabinet Member for Community Safety at Hearts County Council. I guess, you know, the advice is if you think you're being scammed, then report it. But you don't think you're being scammed. No one thinks they're being... We're all too clever for that, aren't we? Well, it would appear not. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A413 Bushmead Road, it's slow in both directions between Bushmead Road and New Road. That's because of people heading to the Bucks County Show just off the A413 in Weedon, north of Aylesbury. It's looking quite busy at the moment. In Fringford on the A4421 between Bicester and Buckingham, it's closed because a lorry shed its load between Stratton Aldley Road and the A421 at Fringmere. It's expecting, uh, it's, it's causing delays to the, one of the buses. The stagecoach X5 is being delayed because of that. On the M1 southbound, it's very busy from 
junction 13 for Bedford towards Milton Keynes South and the M25 anti-clockwise is slow between junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. Also on the trains there's no reports of any problems there at the moment but if you're using the London Underground the Bakerley line suspended at the moment between Harrow and Wilson and Queen's Park. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past eight. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, neighbours of a family from Milton Keynes who've been killed in a Canadian plane crash have been expressing their shock at the news. Fiona Hewitt, her husband Richard and their two teenage children, Harry and Felicity, were on a sightseeing tour in Quebec. An independent survey of a road in Luton where a three-year-old girl died says it needs improvement to make it safer. Maya Shahzad was hit and run over by a bus in Berry Park while out shopping with her family last August. A 103-year-old man from Hertfordshire with dementia handed over £60,000 after being bombarded with catalogue offers. Leslie Jubb from Welling Garden City was placed on a so-called suckers mailing list over a 10-year period. The weather will be mainly dry but breezy with the odd shower in places. Top temperatures around 20 degrees Celsius, 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wayne Rooney is back in the goal, scoring a hat-trick to take Man United through to the group stage of the Champions League. Manager Louis van Gaal was impressed with a 4-0 win on the night and a 7-1 aggregate victory over Club Bruges. For the fourth time, a clean sheet. And now uh, we created a lot of chances because uh, Brugge must come, of course, and they were very open for us. So it was relatively easy, but you have to do it. Sam Burgess is expected to be included in England's squad for the Rugby World Cup when it's announced later today. Rugby league convert Burgess only made his union debut for Bath in November and won his first England cap against France earlier this month. Backs coach Andy Farrell says if selected, Burgess will have justified his place. We can only be truthful to ourselves. We don't have to deal with exceptions or whatever. We have to go on, on what we've seen over the last 10 weeks and, uh, and whether we think that he can add to the squad. That has to be a, a, a main criteria. And just four days after long jump failure cost her a medal in the heptathlon, Katerina Johnson-Thompson has qualified for the long jump final at the World Athletics Championships. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock. Thank you very much, Lee. Paul Scorn's coming very quickly because you um, are the reason that I'm being investigated by social services right now. This is a true story, OK? So Paul Scoynes, Catherine... Yeah. Said, well, you sent me a photograph. <laughs> this, is, this, this is so uncomfortable. We have to tread carefully around it, OK? Oh. What was the photograph that you sent me and where did you find the image? I found an artistic image of... Uh, what we know is a, a, a weeping cactus. Right. Basically, it's a, it was a childlike drawing of a phallus. Yes. Okay. Uh, which was a, a torn up piece of paper in my garden, and I was like, oh, "What's this?" And oh I yeah, you sent me that too. Yeah, yeah, no, because I thought it was, I thought it was quite funny. Okay. You so sent I, me a picture of it. I sent it to you. Yeah. I took a photograph of it, saying, "Look what I found in my garden." My niece and nephew, ten and seven. <laughs> funny names. Uh, they're emigrating to New Zealand, so they probably won't see them for years. Ten. And they uh, what? Seven. Ten and seven. Fashion chaps. <laughs> and they um, said, we went out for lunch the other day. My mum, last time my sister was going to see my mum, so a very powerful day. Mm. And they said, can we play with your phone? Oh, no. Uncle Ian. Now, I'm pretty... I'm, You're I'm, very territorial with that phone. You my, must love them. I, my phone is not like Dealey's phone. It's a safe phone. <laughs> it's a clean phone. It's a happy phone. I went, of course you can, kids. You play, you play, with, the, you play with the phone. 
so they're playing the games and they, there's, there's not many games and there's a drawing thing and they're looking at YouTube watching these really boring videos of people playing Minecraft on YouTube that's a thing now oh yeah that's a thing people earn a lot of there's money there's a woman that. Lady Lala or something and she's playing games on Minecraft and they you watch it um, it's funny isn't it that they're playing a game that looks like the games we used to play when we were kids Thank before you. we realised that games could be better mm -hmm. alright <laughs> um, and then they're looking through the photos and I'm thinking yeah the photos are safe we to clean up the photos are safe and then the youngest, the little girl, seven, screams. And the older one, the boy, starts laughing. And I'm thinking, oh, God, no, maybe what? And they go, what's this, Uncle Ian? And they show me the photograph, and it's the picture you sent me of a cartoon... Crying cactus. Crying cactus. And I said, oh, it's, it's what we call a crying cactus. Uh -huh. um, it was a picture of a... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing in full, it's full glory. Mm -hmm. well, doing what it does. It was just what I found in my garden. Yeah, you know, I don't so know. You've shown that picture to a ten-year-old boy and a well, seven-year-old girl. Uh, you've allowed that to happen. You shouldn't have sent it to me, guys. Ollie Martin's is outside. Yeah. Oh, and there's a caller. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. It was Orquado. Steve's in Hatfield. Morning, Steve. Good morning. You are a very cruel man. Well, wang, what, am I, what have I done that's cool? That poor lady with the super glue. How oh, she didn't get that. I'm oh, for in the car I, I mean, life, really, <laughs> really, really, really. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I couldn't make it any more obvious, could I? No, no. no I've got a couple more for her if she wants them. There's, yep. uh, on the A1, there's been two incidents. One, there's a big hole opened up. Yeah. And the police are looking into it. Oh, OK. We'll have that one. Big hole. Uh, Police looking into it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. on the other carriageway, there's a wig lorry gone over, and the police are now combing the area. Oh, you bless, bless. I'm glad it, I'm getting loads of rude ones on. Uh, no, 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 not 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 rude ones for me. Combing no. the. Stay tuned to see the reaction they get in about ten minutes' time. I will do. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, now the next. Oh, look at this moving on swiftly. The next chief constable of Bedfordshire Police will be John Boucher. Is have I said that name right, Ollie? Is that how Boucher? We, Boucher. Thank you very much indeed. He's been at the force for a while, but was also the Metro, at the Metropolitan Police, where he oversaw the twenty-one-seven uh, terrorist manhunt. Still needs to be confirmed by the Police and Crime Panel, but that's thought to be a formality. Ollie Martins, Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire, tell us about uh, John Boucher, please. Well. He's um, he was the best candidate. Why? And it's uh, why you uh, say best candidate? There are only two, weren't there? There were yes, but it was a very rigorous process that we ran. Uh, we involved uh, officers and our officers and staff. So we had an internal panel. We involved uh, people from local authorities and partner agencies that we work with in an external panel. Uh, we got them to do a mock media interview uh, and then they had to do the more conventional presentation to the interview panel and uh, and the formal interview and um, John was the highest uh, scoring candidate. Why only two candidates? Why does no one want the job? Is it the poison chalice? Uh, well, it's this isn't just Bedfordshire. I mean, uh, Cambridgeshire recently recruited a chief constable and they only had one candidate. Wow. And, and that's not... Why does no one want the job? Because I would have thought, well, if, if it's your career as a police officer, that that's kind of a, a, a thing to aim for, isn't it? Well, I think... Being a chief constable is quite a tough gig at the moment when we're facing 25 to 40% cuts in police budgets and that's on top of the cuts they've already absorbed. And also it's um, 
you know, the rules say, or the rules mean, that there's quite a limited pool. So it's generally only people who are uh, deputy chief constables at the moment. They've now extended it so that if you're an assistant chief constable, you can you can apply. And one of our candidates had been at that level, albeit he had other experience. Um, so it's quite a limited pool. And at the moment, we've got a lot of chief constables retiring up and down the country. So um, there aren't many of them. There aren't many eligible candidates to go around. Uh, is he going what's to what's he going to do, I guess, is the question. What's, what, what difference will, will we notice? Well, I think he's going to he's obviously been Colette Paul's deputy, so he's going to pick up where she left off, really. I mean, he's been. Uh, part of a lot of what she's been doing as as her deputy um, so uh, you know we're rolling out a new operating model uh, which is putting warranted officers back into community policing teams uh, we're um, obviously continuing to lobby the Home Office in relation to our overall level of resources so um, John's been part of all that and uh, and that work will continue uh, you mentioned lobbying the Home Office. Um, it's about getting extra officers, isn't it? Because the, Colette Paul said she wanted 300 extra well, officers. She, sa- she says, looking at the funding that Bedfordshire gets and the challenges that we face, uh, if we were to be resourced at a level commensurate you know, with what other forces get, then we would need 300 more officers than we've got, yep. Is that, is, that's not going to happen, is it? What, what, what do you realistically hope you, you, you could get? Uh, well, a good start would not to be not to be hit by a further 25 to 40% cuts. That would be a good start, certainly. Hmm. But uh, no, we're, we're looking at a number of different options for uh, trying to improve the, the number of officers that we've got. But 300 is, in the current climate, is probably asking for quite a lot. Um, he still needs to be approved. What, what's the process that takes place there and, and when do you well, think you'll the, get the thumbs up? The role, the role of the panel who meet on the 15th of September is to satisfy themselves that it's been a robust process. Uh, and as I said, um, you know, we've made, because it's such a big job uh, and because I thought it was important to demonstrate that it has been a robust process, we've asked our candidates to jump through a number of hoops over the two days of the uh, selection process. So um, I don't expect that to be a problem, but obviously that's for the panel to satisfy themselves that it has been robust. All right, Ollie, thank you for coming in and telling us about it. I hope it all goes well. Thank you very much Thanks, indeed. Ian. Oh, no, why didn't that not work? There we go, there it This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh three four five nine four double five five one five seven five five five. Give us a call. More welcome too. Catherine's smirking. Either Kelly's dropped one. Uh, well, no, I'm used to that now. But um, we had a message from Scott. While I'm starting. Um, I'm starting a band. It's called Kelly's Farty Bum, and we're just gonna um, uh, make wind section. There we go. Thank you very much um, indeed. Brassy. Uh, yeah. Brass sec. Brass section. There'll be a section of brass. I Hang on. A... I can do another one probably. Please no. don't. Just leave it. No. 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 Um, Oh, so we've got... You're really staring my eyes. Horns. You know, it's not yeah, true. Yeah, the, the horn section. The horn section will be next to the brass. Mm-hmm. Um, the drummer's going to employ the rhythm method. OK, right. I think we're done. That, have we crossed the line there? Yeah. OK, fine. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah. Good to know where that line is. The reason it's I good was... good to go over it sometimes, so you know you can, you can go back. Yeah. You're wearing a path quite steadily over that. You right? can see my path that I'm wearing, can you? I can. Okay, I'll sit on lower the seat. 
Anyway, Catherine, please. I had a message from Scott who was very excited to hear Ollie Martin's voice and wanted to ring up and sing a song, but the, the moment has gone, hasn't it? Oh, has he got a song about Ollie Martin's? Yes, he has. Oh, well, let's hear it. Is well, it... He's not ringing up, because I think it was he's all talking, no trousers. Literally. Uh, oh, okay. Scott, if you've written a song about... Is it offensive? Is it offensive? I think it might be. Oh, in that case... We don't no, it want... won't be, but you know he's a big fan. We so, but he's probably a bit... You know what he sang to Justin. I don't want to hear offence... What did he sing to Justin? Well, a very romantic song. Oh, I didn't know about that. It's romantic. I don't, we don't want to hear... We don't want to hear an offensive song. OK. No, exactly. So the time has passed. OK. But the time has come... For the for travel! travel. <laughs> travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A413 Bushmead Road, it's really busy in both directions in Whitchurch and just north of Aylesbury as well because of the Bucks County show and all the traffic heading there. On the A4421 in both directions in Fringford between Bicester and Buckingham, a lorry's turned over and shed its load onto the road between Stratton Audley Road in Fringford and the A421 in Finmere, so that's closed in both directions. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 13 for Bedford towards Milton Keynes South and also the M25 is busy anti-clockwise at Junction 26 for Waltham Abbey. In Neeston on the North Circular Road, there are queues between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and Wembley. And on the trains, there are no delays showing up at the moment. But if you're using the underground, the Bakerley line suspended between Harrow and Wilson and Queen's Park. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties right. Radio. I don't know what is going on. We are getting more travel updates. Even more. We're getting even more. I don't know what you've started, Sammy. Uh, we had Steve uh, well, got in important. touch. Uh, he them. says uh, there's apparently a big hole has opened on the M1. Oh, God. Uh, between Junction 12 and 13, then the police are looking <laughs> into it. Know about... <laughs> well, that's good. That means we don't have to. Okay. And um, <laughs> also, the, uh, on the A5, a lorry has shed its load of wigs, and uh, police will be coming the area. <laughs> oh, no. Any more about the lorry with this? With it's unfortunate, isn't it? Any ways? more about the lorry with the superglue, though? Because people are getting stuck in the traffic there. I, you know, there's just, it's really looking like there's not much traffic there in that village. Remind me what the village was called again. Oh, I've lost the blooming... Um, Pot, oh, Potten, Potten End. Potten so I'm End, looking, a lorry looking load at, of... You know what, actually, that junction, Ham, Hempster Lane and yeah. the Common, that could possibly be where it is, but I can't see, they've not got I any I think that's the junction, a lorry containing superglue has, has, has had a crash and spilt the glue everywhere and people spilt are getting stuck glue. in the traffic. <laughs> it's right outside the village hall. Just, oh, for okay, crying out loud, I mean, it's just... It's just, it's just cruel. Put the gun down, walk away from the barrel, let those fish swim around in there freely, please. 8.47, it's Thursday, the 27th of August. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Neighbours of a family from Milton Keynes who've been killed in a Canadian plane crash have been expressing their shock at the news. The family of a three-year-old girl who was killed by a bus in Luton have made new calls to improve the layout of Dunstable Road. And fans of Terry Pratchett have queued overnight to buy his final novel. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. We do have some showers across the three counties at the moment and some of them are quite heavy, but they'll tend to be at their heaviest this morning and any showers a bit later on through the day, particularly this afternoon, are likely to be lighter and a bit fewer and further between. So yes, there will be some wet weather, but not the complete deluge that we saw yesterday. There'll be some prolonged dry spells too and the sun will even come out as well. I think we'll get some sunny spells. Quite blustery in association with those showers. It's good news because it means it will blow the showers through really quite quickly. 
and uh, feeling quite breezy of course top temperatures today up to around 19 or 20 degrees celsius 68 in fahrenheit but uh, you know feeling a bit cooler a bit less muggy than it did yesterday too now into this evening the showers will fade away overnight tonight it's looking mostly dry lows of 11 or 12 degrees quite a noticeably chillier start to the day tomorrow and then tomorrow is going to be a pretty nice day i think we could just see perhaps one or two showers around but there'll be very few and far between uh, just a small risk really dry lots of sunshine around the breeze will be lighter so very pleasant in the sunshine top temperatures up to 21 or 22 degrees celsius and then for the weekend well the bank holiday still looking rather uncertain i'm afraid but saturday at the moment looks like it will be dry but rather cloudy we could see some very wet weather on saturday night into sunday heavy showers on sunday and then it will all clear in time for bank holiday monday so we should get at least one dry day out of the bank holiday weekend which will be nice yeah we all looked up then as though you said something inappropriate did you did i what did i say well i can't say it was inappropriate but it sounded like goals tackles saves they're all part of a typical Saturday in Three Counties Sport. And this weekend will be no different. We've got live commentary on Watford's trip to Manchester City. Troy TD puts Watford in front! MK Dons hosting Birmingham. It's going to go in for Paul Baker. Luton against Portsmouth. Evan McGee gets the goal. And Stevenage at Dagenham. And Williams next for the first time this season. Hear all the action as it happens with Three Counties Sport. Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Joyce. Good morning. You're on top form again. Yeah, you're, you're back. <laughs> that's good. It's the A-team. Yeah, the A-team, that's the brilliant. Me, yeah. me and you. Good, good. Driving off yeah. into the sunset to our motel where I'm going to throw oh. you on the bed and rip your clothes off. Oh, that's make, naughty. Make, you make, a, love to you. You've got a blindfold on. Oh, kinky. Kind of wrinkles. Kinky. <laughs> I like it, Mr <laughs> Christian Grey. Oh, yes. Mm, you've been a naughty girl, Joyce. No, no, we never got the chance years ago, did we? Well, well you got the chance working. now, baby. You oh, mean in a fast, mind, fast mind. car driving through America, oh. Route 66 to a motel where I'm going to throw you in the bed and make sweet love to you. <laughs> Talking about your intruder calls and things like that. You can talk about an intruder, yeah. I know, yeah. Anyway, um, yes, you can stop them coming into the country, like the ones that's from, from Britain, but the telephone people can't stop them coming from abroad, and I was fed up with this all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I can see you laughing on my phone here. Anyway, um, what I do, I let them gabble on a little bit. Oh, yes. And then all of a sudden, I produce my my lovely whistle and blow down the telephone. Like like I just did to you! (laughs) We were made for each other. Got flob everywhere, sorry about that. What colour is your your whistle? Mine's silver. Why, do you want to blow it? I'm going to blow it. Yep. Ready? Go. Well, that's that, not going to scare a Nigerian. Ah, oh, that's very quiet, that was. I didn't do it full force for your eardrum. Give me a full force, go. Very sensitive. Go. Here we go. That's, and, and Nigeria hangs up and runs up. Mum, I don't want to make the phone call no more. <laughs> no, they put the phone down quickly. Oh, well, good good for you. Well, I've, never had, I've never had a scam phone call. Oh, you're very lucky. I hope you don't get any either. Once they start, you can't stop them very easily. <laughs> Apart from this one. Yeah. I've even tried talking Welsh and they don't put the phone down. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, nice talking to you. Nice to you, Joyce. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. I'll see you on Route 66 where we're going to get our kick. Sorry, Catherine Ball. No, she's not going to. It's fine. What? Nothing. What? 
Okay. Is she gone? Yeah, she's gone. Danny! Hey! Yeah, oh, it's Daniel San! It's this fella. Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, uh, we, we, I mean, hey, okay, what? Sorry? What's wrong? Where, where are you? I mean, you're just still... out. You're just out there, I can hear you. Are you in the office? No, I'm not in the office. I can hear really loud. Hang on, let me look at the window. Is it? If he's in the office... You can't see him in the window. Where are you then? In Dunstable. Where in Dunstable? Near near the sports bar. Do you want me to come to the window? Because Yeah, come to the window, I want to see you. Hold on a minute. I'm not taking him on Route 66. He's getting no kicks. It's a nice day. What's this guy with? I mean, flipping it. When is Daly back? Oh, yeah. You're such a twit. I can see it now. Okay. What's wrong? You really make me want to quit radio and go and live in a kibbutz. With Joyce? If she's interested, yeah. You leave yeah, me and Joyce. Yeah, go on. Go on. What? Now, what have you. What? This is weird. Look, JVS is in the middle of us. We're having a JVS sandwich. High five. Now. What did we send you out on? I can't remember what. What did we send him out for, Catherine? Oh, it's to get rid of him. I Where were that. you at 22? Oh, yeah. I was at home playing PlayStation. We didn't even, it wasn't even PlayStation yep. 1. It was just called PlayStation. Uh, smoking roll-ups, playing Ridge yep. Racer. Yep. And, and All right. And watching Jeremy... Uh, no, it wasn't even Jeremy Carter. It was the time and place with um, uh, John Stapleton. Oh. You were on the dole, weren't you? I was... Yeah, I was signing on, getting housing benefit. Yeah. I was really hot. I didn't know it. And I was about to get my heart trampled on, ripped apart, stamped on, and then dragged through the desert on the back of a wild horse. Kelly, where do you think you'll be when you're 22? Here. OK. Well, you took this to the streets, didn't you, Daniel Sands? <laughs> yeah, I went. I spoke to the people of Dunstable, asked them, where were you, you when did you what? were 22? You did what? I took it to the streets. Yeah, there's a K in the word asked. Yeah, I said asked. Thank you. Where were you at 22? I don't know. Home. What did you do for a living? Nothing, I don't think. Watch The Simpsons. Ian had a PlayStation. Did you have a PlayStation? Ian who? Ian Lee. Ian Lee? I don't know who he is. Chinese guy. Where were you at 22? I'm only 19. So you weren't anywhere? No, not yet. Where do you think you'll be at 22? Probably not right here. Ian, Ian had a PlayStation at 22 and he was on the dole. Do you want to be on the dole and have a PlayStation? Uh, the first part sounds nice, not so much the second. Do but you have a PlayStation? Not right, not right now, so it'd be a nice goal to work towards. It's good to have goals. Yeah. It's a good life goal. Life goal, yeah. Where were you at 22? In Colombo. What were you doing there? I lived there once upon a time. Why did you come to Dunstable? God wanted me to be here. Did he tell you that? He gave me a clue. He led me here. He said, this is where I should be living. Change people. You should come to church, then you'll figure out. Do you have a PlayStation at church? Yes, you do actually. Really? Yeah, if you like, you could come. Where were you at 22? At where? 22. 22. 22. I don't know. Where were you? Sorry? Where were you at 22? 22. 22. <laughs> 27. Or... Where were you? Uh, I'm... <laughs> cool, thank you. Right. right, several things. That's a whole different box. I don't think... Well, that was brilliant, the bit at the end. I don't think Morris. there's a... I don't... Sorry. I don't think there's a PlayStation in that church. I think... The, you won't find out until yeah. you're in... The doors are locked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're being baptised. Um, that really was... That, that was... And he was in Colombo. Mm. Yeah. The detective. No. The show. That's a place.
There's a place called Columbo. No, I, yeah. I think he was in the show. Did he have a glass eye? Uh, no, he had normal eyes. Did he have a hunch? Uh, no, he didn't have a hunch. <laughs> Both literal and uh, metaphorical? No, he didn't have. No. Okay. Are you going to go to his church? Um, well, I, I don't know where it is, but if I see him tomorrow, I'll go have a look. Kelly, I believe we've got some great FB comments. I'm saying that to save time. I mean, Facebook. You want me to read them? Why not? Here we go. Uh, literally filler. It's literally filler. Why don't you read them? Because I can't. Do you want me? No, yeah. Just, <laughs> you just keep quiet. Okay, fair enough. When is Dealey back? Monday. Monday. Can't happen soon enough. Right, go. Lisa says when she was 22, she had child number one and she was living in a gorgeous council flat in Hertfordshire. This, I remember why we don't do Facebook comments. Mm. Ange said she had been married two years and was living in Germany. <laughs> she got married at 20? Luca was living and working in Real Florence. Real good Luca. Rob, at 22, okay. was on the loo. Am I underachieving? Is that what... Is that what's happening? You've got a stupid job at the BBC, for goodness yeah. sakes, but broadcasting on um, the sixth most popular breakfast show in Beds, Hards and Bugs. <laughs> mm, I should be married. That's what should be happening. There's Thanks a reason and, why you're not. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a reason why um, not. Well, uh, any texts, Catherine, before we... Um, yes. We park this car crash of a... This car crash, we get it dragged over to the side of the road and abandon it and hope that somebody comes and picks it up because I'm not touching it. Alan says, you're right, Ian, the UK is full. <laughs> That's not my phone in. It's them. Oh, you've got a caller. Oh, Andy. Yes. Andy, what you got for us? I've got some traffic news. Oh, oh! everyone's calling in with their traffic news. Go on then, uh, Andy. i tell you what, is Sammy there? Sammy? Hello, hello. Uh, we got another one. Hi, Andy. Yeah, hi. Hi, you've got a traffic update for me? Yeah, I'm just passing through Wheathampstead. Okay. A cement mixer has been involved in an accident. The oh, my God. The concrete evidence. Uh, is it, but how's the traffic looking, though? Oh, bad. At this no, moment. It's all right. It's all right at the moment. It's all right. Is the cement's not causing any problems? Like no, no, no. no. no okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, I just cards and bugs. It's an interesting BBC Three Counties Radio. The A4421 is closed in both directions between Stratton Audley Road in Fringford and the A421 in Finmere. That's because a lorry's overturned and it shed its load near Newton Purcell. That's causing delays for the Stagecoach X5 services. In Mixbury on the A421, it's very slow from the Featherbed Lane towards the A43 at the Barley Mow roundabout. In Whitchurch, the A413 is busy on Bushmead Road in both directions between Bushmead Road and New Road with people heading to the Bucks County show. And the M40 northbound is slow through Junction 5 for Stoke and Church and the M25 anti-clockwise of queues between Junction 26 for Mabby and 25 for Enfield. Smack the rough BBC Three Last Counties one, Radio. Sam, you probably want to look into this for later. Phil says I will, that I will. the A51, a lorry load of um, playing cards is overturned. Don't okay. worry though, the police are dealing with it. They must be having fun. Unbelievable. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, does it matter to you if immigration keeps going up? Figures from the Office of National Statistics published later this morning look certain to show net migration 
climbing above 320,000. It's casting more doubt on the government's ability to make significant cuts to the numbers coming to Britain. The latest quarterly migration figures covering the 12 months to March 2015 are expected to show that the number of foreign-born people living in Britain has passed the 8 million mark for the first time. And more than 3 million of them have become British citizens since arriving in the UK. So this morning I want to hear from you. Does it matter to you if immigration keeps going up? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number. It's 03459 455555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Lee Agnew. The Foreign Office has confirmed that a family who died when their plane crashed in Canada were from Milton Keynes. Fiona Hewitt, her husband Richard and their two teenage children, Harry and Felicity, were on a sightseeing tour in Quebec. Louise Hubble reports from Milton Keynes. The community is in shock here as they realise what they read in the papers and they saw on the news on the other side of the world was in fact their neighbours. The wider family has issued this statement saying they are devastated by this tragic incident and they're struggling to come to terms with the loss of the entire family and they have requested to be left to grieve in private. A pre-inquest hearing is taking place this morning into the death of a man at Luton Police Station. Istiak Youssef, who was 25, died after being arrested on suspicion of domestic violence. More from Carol Abercrombie. Today's hearing in Ampthill will be followed by a full inquest in December. Mr Youssef was arrested at the Purley Centre on the Marsh Farm Estate in June. He was found unconscious in his cell at Luton Police Station two hours afterwards and later died. The actions of five Bedfordshire police officers are being investigated by the Independent Police Complaints Commission. A survey of a road in Luton where a three-year-old girl died says it needs improvements to make it safer. Maya Shahzad was hit and run over by a bus in Berry Park while out shopping with her family last August. The family's lawyer, Atik Malik, says the survey was carried out by a former police officer who identified a serious problem. In the Berry Park area, you have road hubs that go through and nobody seems to know who has the right of way of those road humps, whether it's the drivers or the pedestrians. And he's observed pedestrians even rushing across these road humps in a hurry, hoping that the driver will stop his car. A 103-year-old man from Hertfordshire with dementia handed over £60,000 after being bombarded with catalogue offers. Leslie Jubb from Welling Garden City was placed on a so-called suckers mailing list over a 10-year period. Marilyn Baldwin set up a charity after her mother was targeted in a similar way. It was just a vicious circle. There was literally no help at all. And I did used to speak to people and they'd say I wouldn't let that happen to my mum, but nobody could come up with a way that wouldn't involve me breaking the law, which I did towards the end.